0: Baz Lizzie for breakfast, we are the 19th of October this morning, um, plenty to talk about how well, Ma Nonu came on the show is, we had Foxy, we talked to the Warriors support member um, Noel Green and you gave well a, a really impassioned and, and emotional tribute to Sean Waianui mate so it's been a morning full of emotion but I'm really proud of you bro because that was, that was pretty special words.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Louie. Yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool morning and, uh, you know, obviously uh, a sad day yesterday with the passing of Sean Wainui, so just reflected on his life and uh, there's been a lot of tributes from not only myself, but many, many people out there. And we just feel on the Bazin as he for breakfast show for his whānau, Paige, uh, Kawariki, and Arahia. his uh, his little daughter and son, which is a special time. But anyway, um, yeah, it was great to give him we tribute. Um, this morning on the Bears Izzy for breakfast, but we also had Ma'a Nunu on the show. And if you know Ma'a <laughs> like myself, you know he's a character, he's a joker, and he's always going to have the last laugh. And if you go listen to the podcast, you'll see he had the last laugh. If you don't understand, make sure you hear uh, hear that podcast about what I'm going on about. He is random as they come, but he also spoke about Wayne Smith and why Wayne Smith, how much, why he credits Wayne Smith to his successful career, over a hundred tests the Mighty All Blacks, so it was good to chat to him. Charlotte Dunker talking the EPL, my man new side, terrible against Leicester City, 4-2, and wow, Tottenham Hotspurs beating Newcastle, so bears will be up and about today, and uh, we also spoke to Ryan Fox. Ryan Fox tied fourth at the Andalusia Masters in Spain. He is back soon in the MIQ spot. He's got one more tournament. His job is safe for next year, and he spoke about coming back to New Zealand Golf Open, and that is by far his favourite tournament in the calendar year. So it was great to chat with everyone. We've got Noel Greed coming up. Noel is a support staff for the New Zealand uh, New Zealand Warriors. He's a good man. He's doing it tough. He's been away for 18 months now, and we want to have chat to him to see how he's gone. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ.
3: Enjoy spring with Claritine Hay Fever and Allergy Relief at Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now $26.99.
1: This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ.
2: Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ. It is Tuesday, the 19th of October, and it's just after six o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Baz isn't here back shortly and if you missed that conversation make sure you head over to the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast podcast, download the SNZ app and you'll get a little inkling to when Bears is home, not too long before the skip is back from the UAE, looking forward to that. Uh, coming up on the show, we've got a jam-packed show for you today, I finally got him, I finally got him, the elusive man himself, Ma'anunu. My Aunt Nonu will be on to talk about his experience playing for the mighty East Coast. Just after 7 o'clock, he was a hard man to track down, I must say. He is one that would always shy away from uh, the media, any talk sort of media interviews. And I said to him, hey, I'm not the media, come on, we'll just have a chat, shoot the fat. And uh, he said to me after the game, he would, and then yesterday he screened my Texas And then after the show, late in the afternoon, or no, about... Probably about 11 o'clock, he agreed that he'll come on the show. So Matt Nonu joins us just after 7 o'clock. If you've got any questions, make sure you text us in on double eight double three, and uh, we'll get those to Matt. Uh, also got Charlotte Dunker. She's out of England. She's going to talk to us about some EPL, English Premier League. Uh, not a not an ideal start for the richest club in the world, Newcastle. They went through it down three two to Baz's, uh Tottenham Hotspurs. So chat to about that, my Leicester La City beating Man U four two. So giving Man U a hiding, Where? Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I thought one man would be able to change their fortune, but it's not the way. It's a, it's a, it's a team game, not an individual game. There you go. Looking forward to chatting to Charlotte Dunker about the latest EPL results and how it's tracking over in England. And then just after eight o'clock for our Mick Cafe coffee catch up, we chat to Ryan Fox. Ryan Fox joins us to talk about his latest result, tied fourth at the Andalusia Masters in Spain, and he has one more event before he's home, before the season ends. And uh, he's going really, really well over there. Foxy, good to see him get a solid result uh, at the end of that tournament, tied fourth. Matt Fitzpatrick winning that by three shots, I think it was. But anyway, I'm watching the cricket. New Zealand versus Australia. It's a warm-up game, and, well, Aussie were tracking really well. They were, they were trotting along quite nicely. Now they're under the pump, chasing 159 to win. They're 115 for six. 115 for six. It's a warm up game. Mitchell Stark's just come in and he's got his helmet on because I'm sure he would have been bowling a few rippers at the, at the lads. So he'll be getting a few of his own. But we'll keep you updated with that warm up game throughout the morning. They're tracking really nicely. The black caps. And, well, later on the show, we often talk about athletes being stuck abroad and the struggles they and families endure. This time, we go to the other side of it, support staff. Noel Green is part of the support staff for the Warriors, and he has been stuck in Australia for 18 months now. He joins us to chat about what they've been up to and the challenges they face, so looking forward to chatting to Noel Green about that. Yeah, we always talk about athletes and, and the struggles that they've had to endure, but it's without the support staff and the and the things that they do behind the scenes they don't get a lot of the accolades that they deserve they're a big uh part to why teams are able to function and uh that yeah be good to chat to Noel Green about that and see how he's getting along out the warriors so yeah it's um got a good day for you good day for you it's uh yeah it was a tough day yesterday obviously I'll, I'll be honest it was a tough day it's, it's a it's a, it's a t- tough morning I'll, I'll do my best to get up and get through it and um but yeah, just just been a tough day for the sporting world. Around the especially in the rugby world and got to spend a bit of time with uh Sean Sean throughout my career and Yeah. Pr- pretty pretty tough news to wake up, but we'll we'll track on today and we'll we'll bring some smiles and some laughters, we'll share some memories of, of the good man Sean Wainui throughout the morning and uh we'll bring you some good interviews with some with some outstanding people. Maanunu, looking forward to and to Foxy. Charlotte Duncan and Noel Green out of the Warriors. We've got a good show, but before then, we'll head over to Auckland
0: in the studio. Good morning, team. Morning is Hey, is he? Morning is bro. Hey, um yeah, No, you, you can't really hide from it this morning. We're all feeling a little bit down, mate. So um thoughts and prayers to the whole wine, the Wifano. I mean, just a a really kind of a a tragic thing that happens when someone is, you know, round about your age, who's got so much life to live just, you know. Tragic, yeah. So, so you're not the only one, mate. And I think that's totally normal. And I'm sure there's people waking up this morning tuned in. Um, and if you want to, if you want to send a message, double eight double three, or you want to give us a call and have a chat about some of Sean's memories, or you just want to say um, pass on well wishes to his whanau, we'd be more than happy to do that. So you know, send them through double eight double three because yeah, it's uh, it's totally normal, is it? It's a it's a pretty sad. It was pretty sad news yesterday. And actually, once the shock wears off, I think that's when you really start to feel the kind of that sadness so that's just it's just how it goes man yeah. it's, it's pretty tough eh
2: yeah it is it is it is and uh, oh, I just feel for his uh, his, his little Fano, you know like um, hmm. his partner Paige and got a little beautiful boy and if you if you look at his um, if you follow him on Instagram man he's got some beautiful photos of his whānau and and his kids he's really funny and they have so much fun they got a f- love-filling family and uh, yeah that's the one thing that really hurts so Obviously, when that happened, I I rang Daisy and I said, "Hey, what are you up to?" And uh, she, just, I said, oh, will go get the kids and and bring them home and drive safely and come home." So yeah, just just one thing. Yeah, you just never know when it's um when your time's up or or it just happened like that. So don't be stubborn and don't if you want to say something, you have something to say, just say it because mm. you never know when it's over. So yeah, mate, it's um one of those one of those terrible things, but we'll we'll celebrate it. We'll we'll, we'll look at the. The bright side, mate, he was a funny man. He was such a funny man. And he was so passionate about Māori culture. And, mate, he had the biggest pukana I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he he just had that mana and that presence about him. And um, he was a real hoary. I'll say it, bro. He's a real hoary. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the funniest thing is, he's from Gizzy. He's from Gizzy area. And my wife's from Gizzy. And um, you know, he goes up there, rides horses, bareback, you know, and all that. And I said to him, I was like, winding him up. I said, "Bro, I'm a coasty, mate. I'm a coasty. My wife's from there, so I'm like automatic coaster, you know. And he was laughing at me, going, "Mate, you ever ridden a horse bareback in your life?" You know, just paying me out and giving me things <laughs> like that. So, he's a funny man. He's a funny man, and uh, yeah, he's going to be shortly missed, but um. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, I've got a little something written for him about 7.20 that I'm looking forward to, just sharing my little insights and stories and uh, having a wee tribute to the, to the good man, Sean Wanu. but um, other than that, mate, we've got a jam-packed show, I, I, I don't know how, yeah, I, I, I was pretty surprised I got Ma, yeah, nice. I was <laughs> yeah. pretty surprised, mate, he was giving me nothing, he was
0: giving me absolutely nothing. Did mate. you send him a temper beard or something, I don't know, what's the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing,
2: that's the thing, I said to Hose, I said, mate, he said... Because he messaged me last week. And he was like, oh, he, on Friday, he's like, bro, do you work Saturday? I'll get my, Matt I'll, I'll to do some media for you. And I said, have you not spoken to him, bro? I've been <laughs> trying all week <laughs> since you announced the team. And he doesn't do it. And he goes, he hasn't changed. Hey, no. And I said, no, nah, he ain't changed. And he said, he don't do anything for free, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so got him on. Got him on. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And old Foxy. Foxy to... Talk some golf, so no mate, we've got a good show, good show. We'd get some Noel Green. You you made over in this at the Warriors support staff. You know he's been doing it pretty tough. He hasn't been home for 18 months.
0: Yeah, Nozy. He um, look, you're right. Is a great show on Foxy. Um, he's Foxy's had a real interesting year eh, with the whole COVID situation mm. in and I think his I think his playing like his actual golf has probably suffered a little bit. So. I wonder if there's a connection from him sorting out his immediate future to playing some good golf and we can ask him about that. And then um, Noel Green, who's coming up at 8.40 this morning, so he – I play footy with Noel Noam Wow. Well. He's a real good man and, and he has pursued his career. He's the head of performance analysis at the Warriors. So he pursued his career yeah. probably much like myself. We realized we weren't gonna to be top line athletes. So how do you get as close to sport as possible? Well he went down the um, performance analysis route, I went down the, the broadcasting route and he's really so he's you know, he wants to do whatever he can to be around that top level sport and so he sacrificed, decided he's you know, he's gonna go with the Warriors and he went with the Warriors and he's come on leaps and bounds. I know he's been loving it, but it is a big sacrifice to make. And um, mm. he said that since he's been over there, he's had so much time on his hands, so he's just been doing the form. So he has got he wants to talk to us about his multi, his big racing multi he's got running and have a chat <laughs> to the lads about that, which I said we would love, mate.
2: Oh, have we look at it. We oh, look at it, and I might like, bloody
0: follow him in. I like, follow him in if he's got some good. <laughs> has he? Got, have you, you would. You would have seen it. Is it looking yeah, alright? I, I have. It is. It looks good. I mean, it's like it's about. It's across two weekends, so it's two leagues through, and it's and it's um yeah. He's gone deep, and he's gone long, and I I don't mind it. So no, he's a he's a good man, mate. So it'd be interesting, as you said, to t- chat to kind of the other side of it. Because mm. like yeah. I really don't know what's he been doing in Australia since the NRL season finished and. Um, you know, then he's he can talk about the Warriors and where they are heading and where they need to improve on. And um Charlotte Dunker, she's out of the UK talking about Manchester United, mate. But so those are our guests, but today it's a big day for you personally. You're getting your cast offers.
2: Oh, Woo-hoo! I know, mate. I know. <laughs> ten ten forty five, I'm gonna get my cast off. And I'm gonna see the specialist and I'll get a wee little update. I rang um John Roach, who's the Crusaders physio yesterday, to just sort out some rehab and and get in there because uh, my leg is so skinny and mangly, it's ugly. <laughs> so I've actually got to put some uh, work in and, and uh, get it back up to strength. Otherwise, if you just rip into it, you'll you'll pull a calf, we pull our an yeah. Achilles, and mm-hmm. just it won't be any good. So yeah, go in at about 10:45. Get the cast off. I think I'm into a moon boot. I I will be into a moon boot. So it's not all smooth sailing, but the best thing about that is I can I can have a shower, you know, like without having to put a plastic bag on your leg or. I can just do uh, simple. Th- I can actually walk around, and my daughter's she's so happy. She's like, "Daddy, Daddy, you're gonna have two legs now." And I said, "Yeah, yeah." And she goes, "Oh yeah, you can give me a uppy do now. You can give me a uppy do." <laughs> so I haven't been picking her up. She loves the uppy do, and I said, "Yeah, darling, I can give you an uppy do." So that'll be the best thing. I get two legs, and I can give her a uppy do, and I'm sure Daisy will be even happier because. Um, Let's just say I've been milking it a oh, no. wee bit around here. Oh, no. At least you admit it, <laughs> mate. No, yeah, <you> <laughs> Yeah. Like even just, um, oh, babe, I can't go pick up the dog poo. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can't make it that obvious, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only got one leg and it's like, you know, my, I just can't bend down on one leg.
0: Are you getting good at one leg squats? <laughs> the uh, pistol squats?
2: Um, you
0: don't
1: want to do those because yeah, then the, one leg would be really strong and one would be really skinny. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
2: Oh, <laughs> Nothing's skinny on this body at the moment, Trudy. We'll be back. We'll be okay. I'll, I've still got your bed in my back of my mind. Don't worry. Don't um, no worry.
1: You're off the hook, <laughs> mate. Just cuddle, the, the, cuddle uh, that yeah. beautiful wife and those kids and that little puppy close today because as yesterday yeah. shows, you know, life can change on the spin of a coin. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. Yeah, really put it back into perspective, eh, just to...
1: Just to embrace every moment
2: and uh, and live life. So, yeah, I don't know when the, where, where the tongue is, but I'll probably get to it. So probably later in the week up on the coast somewhere. And I don't know, it might be with this COVID stuff. It'll probably have to be a, a small one. Um, yeah, tough times. But anyway, how are you guys doing after the, the news yesterday? Oh, with the, two oh, more weeks. Punishing. <laughs> you know, what
0: on gone on? You know, like, honestly. Oh, great question. Great question. Can we just have a little bit of certainty or clarity? Like, <laughs> I just don't even know. Like, it's not even that I'm mad. Away. <laughs> it's like it's not even necessary. That, like I'm mad about having to stay. Like it's probably a good thing, all right? You know, like give more. It, it probably is a good thing, right? People just keep.
1: It's better than level four. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and
0: people go get vaccinated while we still have some restrictions. It probably is a good thing. But I just wouldn't know. I don't understand anything.
1: <laughs> the funniest part was your part. This Shannon doing a little news cross last night, and she's like, at the end of her little article, she's like, levels, levels, steps, traffic lights. Where do, and she did this little shrug, and we none of us know where we stand, it's like we just don't know what the go is. Yeah, we're
2: all traffic all, lights, man. That's like
0: in the garden, isn't it? Is that like a lollipop oh or an ice, ice block? <laughs> <laughs> <Traffic> <laughs> it's uh, a no. cool, uh, cob and coat, it's, Co. it's cob and mocktail, That's right, with the yeah, that's right, the Coban and, <laughs> mocktail. <laughs> the Cobb and Co. mocktail. That's what it is. Hey, do you lots.
2: reckon they let South Island just go? You reckon? What do you reckon?
0: I should. I reckon well, they we haven't gone. had a case in a year, so I know, mate. But then the irony Surely. would be they'll let you go, and then somehow some dirty bugger will slip through the cracks, <laughs> and then you'll be, and then it'll be carnage, <laughs> and then we'll be that everyone oh, are You uh. calling
1: Aucklanders dirty buggers?
0: No, Aucklanders are filthy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like obviously there's level two, but like you know, like. It's not real monitored down here, you know what I mean? Like,
1: so you don't reckon you guys are
2: holding to your? What's
0: the limit size?
2: Like, well, crowd I reckon, size? I reckon we are. Like, the 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 hospitality areas are the people are, but like, yeah. we're not real over the top with social distancing. This us be honest, like people are mingling and
1: not a not in
2: big like you know yeah um, oh, big yeah. numbers, but they still are. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's crazy like. I feel, feel for a lot of people out there that are doing it, tough, especially Yorkland, that you've got another two weeks, not, not like three
0: days we'll reassess. Two weeks, okay. But it'll be two weeks, <laughs> and then it'll be... Then the steps, and the levels,
1: and then the traffic lights, <laughs> and the <laughs> So it's
0: like it'll be Christmas before anyone knows which <laughs> way's up. See you next year. Yeah, no, li- <laughs> literally. It'll be Christmas where anyone knows which way's up and which way's down, mate. It's, it's farcical. And do you know what the worst? Th- oh, well, no, it's not the worst thing. I shouldn't be so dramatic, should I, Joe? Um, one of the most terrible things, again, probably a bit dramatic, but we're, we cut <laughs> the last day of this level three lockdown is Melbourne Cup Day. So wow. we can't even like yeah, as, it, tweet, as it stands. I can't even watch the Melbourne Cup with more than one of my mates at a picnic in a.
1: Just have a picnic par- with everybody wearing fascinators and bow ties. Park,
0: <laughs> you know. Technically, we can't be. I can only have one friend around me, one extra bubble, which they we're missing. The Cox So the Caulfield Cup and Everest in the weekend had to watch it in the Rose Gardens <laughs> with one mate. Drinking um, pink gin. Then I gotta, <laughs> got the Cox plate, at the invitation this weekend. I'll probably just be at home, just depending on the weather. And then the, the Melbourne Cup.
1: Just take, take, take. Think know? of the money you're saving. Oh, yeah, not mate. I'm not no, saving not it saving. on the punt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Might
2: save on the Cup with schooners, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, God. Oh, I feel for you, mate. I feel for
0: you. <laughs> I, feel for you. I, I think, what do you reckon, Cup Day's gone now? Yeah. <laughs> Uh Up crowds. Down here, we'll, yeah. Well they'll hit well you can hit, no, I think what they can do and I don't know, but since it's the like at Addington and Rickerdon, they can probably split groups into so they might be able to get a thousand people on course or fifteen hundred people on course or something. Mm. If um so I know that Hastings did that over the weekend. So they had I think yep. about fifteen hundred people on course in different and Addington's even bigger. So they will be able to have a crowd. I just don't know what sort of crowd. Anyway, so ah, many questions okay. and it's um yeah. look it's all just Well, i Yeah, you'll mate you'll mate, you'll you'll be driving a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> driving a oh yeah, yeah okay. Poor, poor horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor horse's leg. Now, now, so look, it's all just a bit. Up, it's all a bit upside down at the moment. But as you see, pointed out, and very mindful of it, it's um look, you just be grateful for what you got. So yeah, we're in lockdown, but you know we still got our family and and all of that good stuff. Twenty-two from nine balls is what Australia needs. Tim South is bowling to Agar, and um yeah, it's coming down to it. But it looks like with Agar on seventeen, Stark on five, the Black cats should be able to hold them out. And Namibia are playing Sri Lanka in their qualifying game, and Namibia are up. Last time I looked, as well. Traffic lights question mark will be a bleep up, lol. From Craig, yeah, couldn't. Oh. Have... <laughs> yeah. well done, Craig. Yeah. You, you bang on the money as usual at this time of morning. Anyway, we're gonna get off because on the other side, Izzy uh, Ricardo had an interest, interesting conversation on his show last night about our skipper Baz. Could he be the next coach of Australia? Let's investigate after <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. Double eight, double three. if you want to get in touch. The Kennards telephone phone line is 0800 150 811. We're here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, Baz for breakfast. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. And uh, Izzy, hey, look, yes, hey, last night, <laughs> there was an interesting conversation had on Ricardo's show, Extra Time, which I thought we needed to bring to back into the breakfast hours, and I wanted to get your take on. They were talking about Stephen Fleming, him, Ricardo, and his Australian correspondent, Pete Fairbairn, were talking about uh, Stephen Fleming and Baz and how the job they had done with cricket overseas coaching. And Ricardo asked, do you think Flem would be a option as an Australian coach one day? Do you think that that would fly with the Aussies because he's obviously a great man-manager? They need, a, they don't have an obvious person coming up post-Justin Langer. Do you think Flynn would do it? And this is what Pete came back with, which I really want to get your take on, mate.
4: I was pondering this exact thought today, but I was actually more thinking of your esteemed colleague, Baz McCullum uh, because I've... I feel like Brendan McCullum very much uh, fits into that category of international cricketers who we always wish were Australian, just the way he went about it. Um, we know he loves the puns. And, uh, and, and I guess um, you know, the, the chat was always that he had good relationships with the Aussie players as well. So we used to look at Andrew Flintoff, Darren Goff, some of these knockabout lads whose, who's, uh, I guess, personality um, very much dictated what the Australian cricket personality was. In the you know particularly in the first kind of ten or fifteen years of the two thousands and and Baz McCullum was one that certainly came to mind. I thought you could do a lot worse than, than seeing if he'd like to uh, you know maybe host the breakfast show in Sydney for SEN or something like
2: that.
0: <laughs> He's in <laughs> um, um, <laughs>
2: uh, stop right there, mate. <laughs> He's on the Baz at Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, in a Sydney, mate. <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking about it really long and hard until he dropped that bomb in there. He <laughs> dropped that bomb in there.
1: Sick, <laughs> and then he
2: said that, Nah, look. Um, you put that aside. Uh, look. Like fr- from a, you know, a sporting, a fan, and, and you kind of, you know, like the the relationship we have with Australia, I'd be like, no way, I don't want to see that. That would be the worst thing to ever happen. We don't want to lose him to New Zealand, uh, cricketing. Um, you know support all you know we don't want to lose him to New Zealand cricket that's what I'm kind of trying to say um but then you look on the other side and and you get an understanding of what he's been able to do and 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 having a relationship with him and and getting understanding what he's about I just think wherever he goes where there is Australia he's going to do well he's going to do well and he's going to be able to turn sides around um yeah, I don't. I don't want to lose lose him to New Zealand. He wouldn't Nah, I can't. He wouldn't do. it. He wouldn't do. Nah, it.
0: there's no way. Nah,
2: but it's yeah, interesting. No but then thought. I thought. Then I thought. Then I thought maybe Robbie Deans wouldn't go coach Australia, uh-huh, been coaching you go. the Crusaders for many, many years. I wouldn't. You know, like there's been many. There's been many that have just you yeah. thought maybe wouldn't, and then they've gone and done it, and then they've done really extremely well as well. So look. You never say never, but knowing bears, nah, I I just don't see him doing that at (laughs) all.
0: Do you think he would be? But then
2: Liz, then Liz is Australian, yeah, and she is a big part of the family. So look, um, yeah, maybe we throw that to him, eh?
0: Oh, oh, that's such a good point. I hadn't thought about that. His kids are half Aussies. I mean, like, I don't know if he'd be flattered by that—the thought that he's a knockabout lad that loves a punt, which he fits the mold of an Australian (laughs) coach—or if he would be like. Mate. And a schooner. Mate, don't don't put me in that category. I don't know which way he would go. I I'm really I think it's a great conversation, um, as Ricardo seems to have most nights on extra time um with Pete. So great stuff. I don't know. Double eight, double three. How would you feel about Baz McCullum <laughs> coaching the Australian cricket team? Let's before we put it to Baz, let's get some people power behind this. Because if you guys rule this out and you stamp this out here and now, we'll never speak of it again. But if you think mm. this this might have a little bit of legal too, um, make sure you get in touch and and we'll pass that on. All right, double eight double three or the Kenard Hire phone line. I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy, Louie Just I wouldn't be happy, mate. What about if you got a little like a little cultural gig in the team? Maybe but, maybe you got a little <laughs> a little support staff role.
2: Nah, mate. I was, look,
0: I'm, I don't mind going to Aussie for. A, a two-day
2: little shindig, but huh. <laughs> Noosa. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Maybe a little
0: little retreat here and there. Um yeah. Double Eight, double three. Should and could Bears coach Australia. And and as I say that, um <laughs> they've just beaten us in that warm-up game. They needed about sixteen off nine or whatever it was. Unfortunately, Kyle Jameson's final over was a little bit loose and they had some good hitting and a few boundaries, so they bit us by about I think three or so wickets, but um, look, that's just a warm-up game. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm telling myself. Brett, lovely message there. We'll get to that after the news, mate. Right now, it is the news with Treaty for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz, well... How would you explain it? Is he? He's um, having a bit of R&R at the moment after a long and arduous IPL campaign. Him and Flemo are parked up in Dubai somewhere dining out on the New Zealand cricket ticket. Flemo's picking up, doing a bit of mentorship with them, and then they're going to go play some golf, eat a few lamb shanks, and hang out. So that's probably the best way to describe it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's having some
2: R&R with his... Cuban cigar and he's just (laughs) playing a few fairways with the Flemo but they had a wee bet, so whoever won the IPL final has to shout the next four days so Flemo obviously won and he's got full pockets right now so he had to shout and like I said in the intro if you missed anything make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy podcast on the SNZ app and you'll hear all that interview and you'll hear Dan Carter's interview too he threw me right under the bus. Good. Oh good. But um no, they'll be having a lot of fun, mate. They'll be having a lot of fun over there.
0: Didn't he? Well, I watched that back last night and I just thought it actually was it was premeditated, eh? From DC. <laughs> he knew he came with it <laughs> uh, he came with it up his sleeve, like waiting for it to to drop in. So he'd obviously thought about how I can throw Daggy right right under that bus. And then he I think he really enjoyed it. I think he really enjoyed making you squirm, which is the other thing. Yeah. Yeah because I'm used to I'm
2: the one giving it out mate. I'm the one getting in there and you know that's why they call me dagger because I put the dagger in straight away and I give them nothing. And then they can't come back because I just end the conversation end the argument with just one dagger. That's how the nickname dagger <laughs> came out mate. They go I just go straight for the heart. Straight for the heart, bring the just in the in the argument right then and there. And they're like mate you're a
0: dagger and I'm like yeah that's it done. <laughs> That's good to know. Very good to know. There you go. Uh don't be shy though. Give us a call. It'll be nice to you guys. Um eight hundred one five oh eight eleven's the kid outside phone line. I love is your home for everything thoroughbred racing we know that by now you can go this is a busy time of year so go do your form go watch your race replays go work out which horse is going to run the fastest I love racing.nz. today we've got trials at foxton and actually on the record Rick, and synthetic so what well on tim mills and um, of course winston peters and the whole team that uh, been able to fund and get that done and sorted so the synthetic down there means that horses can work no matter what the conditions and they're trialling on the and Synthetic today tomorrow we're at Tauranga. Uh Thursday we're at Wingatui they're trialling it up at Tarapa as well Friday Woodville and Saturday Matamata and at Riccarton they've got the Watercree Stakes and on the Love Racing website you will see a big photo of the one, the only Opie Bossen who is aiming yeah. for a race day return He's not far away, we hear. So um, Opie might be back in the next couple of weeks, which would be very good. And over the ditch this weekend, um, is he? we've got cool Sign Mav lining up in the Cox Plate with Probabil as well against Zaki and Animo. So there's a couple of Kiwis, which is going to be fun to follow along with.
2: This will be good. Uh, we spoke to John Barry a couple of weeks ago talking about cool Sign Mav heading over and they've pretty much achieved everything possible in New Zealand could have went for the triple crown but they know they turned it down they've gone over they plan and they said look we have got to see where this horse is at to be the best you have got to race against the best and uh look obviously it's up against that Probably zaki you know very elegant whatever there's some absolute champion horses here well what do you see mate what do you see you seeing course sign mav can can potentially
0: push them I think so. I think may Mav can mm. definitely run a race. Like I think he's uh I mean it's always interesting to get these markets and look at the kind of like sometimes they do top eight or top six or top five. I think he can definitely run a race. Just check the market, mate. And so he was a hundred to one, then he was eighty to one, then he was fifty to one. He's now twenty six dollars to one. Ooh. So Look, it's not that he's out of the market. He's he's a three-time Group 1 winner. This is a proper horse. Mm. It's just I know the quality of these Australian gallopers. So he's $21, $26 in the market, but you take incentivize out of that market who's still in there. Um, and, yeah, probably could come out if the track's not a good one. Mong is at twenty He'll be there. Animo's at $4. Zaki's at $2.80. So really it's not as a done uh, we thought it was a done deal with zaki right and and kind of him blowing out to probably do you
2: feel like that blowout has kind of affected zaki's appeal because i saw a wee uh, tweet yesterday about top five australian horses zaki was fifth in one of them and not even mentioned on the other one nature strip was the best in one of the uh, ones i saw the top five horses and Zaki wasn't even thereabouts. And before that, mate, like when we were talking, Zaki was dollar twenty. It was like the horse. The horse it was, it was rated right up there, with one of the best. Do you reckon that loss has affected it
0: a, a hundred times over, mate? Because and this mm. is and this is what we get lulled into. And, and you know, I fell into the trap. Sometimes we can get done on hype horses. I'm not saying Zaki's a hype mm. horse because Zaki's a Group One winner. He's put up the ratings and the times. He's a freak. He's the Cox Plate favourite, and he should be. I think. Um, yeah. but, so I think that's actually an overreaction. It's funny how we overreact to overreactions. He's probably somewhere yeah. in the middle, right? So, you know, he's, he's, yeah. you've got, you've got, um, incentivized, very elegant, Zaki, Nature Strip, maybe Animo, and then Probabil and Moonga. That, you know, there, there yeah. are a clump of horses there. Maybe Animo's not quite there. as only a three-year-old yet, but there's a clump of horses there that you can pretty comfortably say, are the top horses in Australia, and I might have left one off that list. But as of course, Arky's in there. I just don't think he mm. was worth paying out the Cox Plate, and that's a hindsight thing now since he got rolled by Probable. But mate, this is a really interesting <laughs> Cox Plate. And when you look at John Barry, who's got a twenty-six dollar shot after he ran second with Jimmy Shoe, you know, congratulations, and Danny O'Brien, and he's looking after the horse that's going to run in John's name. I understand, so it's very exciting times. So later in the week. We're going to talk about that. But we've also got, uh, on Trivia, running in the $2 million invitation up in Sydney on the same day. And Tommy Berry, the jockey that rode Mask Crusader, is riding on Trivier, and I'm wondering whether we can pull some strings and get Tommy on the show to ask him what's going on with that Mask Crusader. What? How you, can we just get him out mm. of the gates, Tommy? So that's one that I'm working on to see what we got going on. Zaid understands what time of the morning is. It's 20 minutes from seven, which means <laughs> it's 0800, 150, 811. Give us a call for Quizzy Dag, the Is Master, the Quiz Master. You want to have a better on the cox plate? Well, we got a $50 bonus bet for you. You just have to come and win it. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today.
2: You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louis, Trudy, Kaz and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzes because the ain't in the bag. Oh 800 150 811 now. Give it a go. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. they have had the old remix. Remix. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's time for the quizy dag, and Zade, well, he jumped in nice and early. He knew what time it is. He even caught up before we announced it. So he's first up. Good morning, Zade. Good morning. Oh, you're very, very good at this, mate. I've got a lot of confidence in you today. Here we go. Question number one. Which NRL coach had to warn the Redcliffe Dolphins over poaching their players? Uh, Wayne Bennett. No, sorry, Zaid. Oh. Sorry, Zaid. Good luck next time, bro. Richie. Good morning.
5: Morning, Izzy. Good morning. Fella.
2: Which NRL coach had to warn the Redcliffe Dolphins over poaching their players?
5: Craig Bellamy. Craig
2: Bellamy was Craig. A lot of talks about some stars being poached there. The Wellington Phoenix have just signed 20-year-old midfielder Luca Prussel show, I should say. Which fellow A League team did he play for?
4: Okay, Brisbane
2: Roar. Brisbane Roar. No, wasn't Brisbane, Richie. Sorry, mate. Have a good day, brother. Morning, Ellen. <laughs> good morning, Izzy. <laughs> That <laughs> uh, early
3: for
4: me, I think. <laughs> Oh, no, um, it's not,
2: Alan. Every time I, you answer, you, you have a wee giggle like you have no idea. And I feel like you got this one, mate. You got this one. The Wellington Phoenix have just signed 20-year-old midfielder Luca Prusho. Which fellow A-League team did he play for?
5: Um, Sydney
2: City? No. No, sorry, Alan. Bugger, Alan. See you tomorrow, brother. <laughs> Craig, good morning, Craig.
4: Good morning, Izzy. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm good, mate. How are you, brother?
4: Good, mate. Uh, Newcastle,
2: Jets. Yep, Newcastle Jets. Newcastle Jets. Here we go. Banged at home. Question number three. Which Auckland auckland race tennis player won as Maiden Masters 1000 final yesterday?
6: Oh, golly gosh.
4: I've got
2: no idea, mate. Red like me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Craig. Tim. Good morning, Tim. Yo, good morning, mate. Hey, mate. Which are you tennis player? Cameron Norrie. Well done. Yeah. Question number four. The Black Ferns will play their 100th test on November the 1st against who? Five, four, three, uh, two, one. What's it say? France. No. It's not France, Tip. To... Sorry, buddy. David. Good morning, David. Good morning. Good morning. Detroit England. It is England. England. Question number five to win the fifty dollars, mate. Here we go. What year did the black caps first beat Australia in a cricket test? Five. Four. Three,
5: two. 83?
2: No, no, it wasn't eighty-three. <sighs> Sorry, bud. Thanks, David. Have a good day, mate. Brenton. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Yeah, hey, hey,
4: hey, Brenton. How are you, man?
2: Yep. What year? What year did the Black Cats first beat Australia
0: in a cricket test? Uh, oh. I'm gonna go nineteen. 19-
2: 86. No, no, it's not 86. Sorry, Brenton. Simon! Good morning, Simon. Morning. Morning, Simon. What Um, year did the Black Caps first... What year did the Black Caps first beat Australia in a cricket test? Um... I'll go
5: 1974. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i love that i love that yeah i love how you made me repeat the question like you didn't know the question and then you've gone oh i have a week in australia or or anywhere Yeah. Nah. <laughs> or here i love yeah. it love it brother. what are you what are you gonna put it on you got a wee tip for us we need it well
5: we we put on hawks bay did you get on Hawkes bay
2: no, I didn't. I didn't no, have a weekend. punt on the. I didn't have my. I only had to go on the horses. But man, how good was that? They were paying two dollars sixty, at one stage. Yeah, it's
5: good money, eh? Yeah. Good money. No, had, Did you get yeah. on? Yeah, not sure yet. Yeah,
2: got on, eh? Yeah. Nice, nice. That was good money. Looking pretty good, man. All good. Thanks very much, yep. Simon. Cheers have a mate. good day, bud. Thank you. See you, bud.
0: Well done, Simon. Well done, Izzy G. There's a couple of niggly little questions there. <laughs> the Newcastle Jets one. That is tough. And congratulations, Cameron Norrie. Yep, doing very, very well at yeah. the Indian Wells, what they call the fifth major. All right, it is eight minutes away from seven o'clock this morning. We've got so much coming up in the next hour. Nonu we're going to head to the UK for some Premier League. But before all then, we get to go to the lovely Trudy for Trudy's World. Yeah, we're not far away from the news uh, And yeah, this morning we are here with a heavy heart um, Of course the sad passing of Sean Wainui yesterday And we'll talk about that a bit after 7.20 Ma, Nanu coming up after the, the news We appreciate you Izzy, I'm just a fan A chief season ticker holder And Sean was always so engaging at members functions With myself and my daughter But you were his teammate a brother We got you bro, Kia Kaha That's from Brett Brett, we really do appreciate your message On double eight double three at Baz and Izzy for breakfast And we'll talk about Sean and the um, incredible mother he hold moving forward in the next hour. But right now, before then. It's true as well. It's, yeah. it's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as <laughs> well. It's true as well. It's true.
1: It's true. Yeah, I like the way Izzy's singing along. Hey, welcome to Tuesday the 19th. Two more weeks of lockdown for Jaffas. Northland into to level two tonight. <laughs> Waikato out by Friday, fingers crossed. Rest of New Zealand at level two. They probably, South Island should be level one. But anyway, with that news yesterday, a little bit yes. of anger, frustration, confusion... I have this wee chicky catch up on Facebook Messenger. It's dangerous. I'm sure you guys have your little own little punting joke. Let, cha- let's chat! Yeah, let's try it. Random punting <laughs> jokes, inappropriate memes, the old bitch and own well, yesterday. It was all like meh, 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 lockdown extension, Jacinda. And then someone started to chime in. I won't name her and kept calling Jacinda Cindy. I'm like stop I actually chimed in. I didn't I was just watching it and going, Oh god. Um, and it's I'm not a huge fan of Jacinda Ardern, but I said, Can we stop calling her Cindy? Thanks. Well, in the chat just went crazy. Do you think it's disrespectful? I th- I thought I'd put it out to you as he's laughing.
0: Yeah, I call her old
1: mate. Oh mate, that's see that's quite cool.
0: <laughs> no, prime. minister. So I actually oh, I, I, I don't really, love I don't love Cindy. I don't know. It's a, bit, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's a bit I don't know, it's trying to diminish no, your powers. Auntie. What no. do
0: you think, Izzy? <laughs> Auntie. Auntie, um,
1: Auntie, yeah. That's quite funny. She apparently uh, she likes that.
2: Yeah, look I, I don't I don't yeah. Look, yeah, you got a you got a point. I don't know how she feels about Cindy this is Definitely not an A. How would you feel if someone called you... Trude's he? Yes. Well,
1: yeah, I don't see that. There. there you go, no. I don't mind Trude's. What do your young ones uh, think? What about, yeah. I don't know. Well, we to, to, is,
2: it. is Cindy short for Jacinda? I don't think she likes it. And okay.
0: she is our Prime nah, Minister. I, I mean, probably just call her Prime Minister. I mean, although I used to call so John what keezy
1: what'd, what'd they come back with? Ready? Yeah, no. Everyone, when I got you, said, you know how you get the little message, the thumbs up or the little smiley face. I, I got lots of thumbs up.
0: Izzy, I can tell. You, whatever. You live on the North Shore, and they're feral on the North Shore for the Prime Minister at the moment. They, you saw what they're doing at that party.
2: They <laughs> hire B&Bs. Yeah,
0: Trudy. That's what they're doing on that tape <laughs> on that party.
2: <laughs> nice, nice. Maybe that's Trudy's
0: will tomorrow. All right, we're off to get him at cafe. Calm down a little bit. Uh, Kubota, they look after the news with Trudy coming up next together we're building and shaping New Zealand
2: Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ it is Tuesday the 19th of October just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast I've said it many times Baz, (coughs) sorry Baz isn't too far away he's uh, finished his IPL just losing to uh, Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings he's not too far away from Getting on a plane, I think October the twenty-fifth he flies. He'll be here twenty-six. He'll be isolating. He'll join us after a couple of days, settling into his nice, lonely, cold room. So looking forward to having Bears home uh, on on the airways to, to get maybe Damo. Damo will be excited to have Bears back. He messaged in yesterday. He says he misses his three-on-three basketball expertise chats. Coming up on the show, we got Charlotte Dunker out of. England, she's going to talk to English Premier League. Newcastle going down, the new, rich, the richest club in the world, actually. Richest club in the world going down to 3-2 to Baz's Tottenham Hotspurs. And Baz's Tottenham Hotspurs are fourth on the Premier League table. They are fifth. They are fifth on the Premier League table, and they are just one in front of Manchester United. Man knew they went down against Leicester City. 4-2, don't get me started. Anyway, after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to uh, Ryan Fox, fourth at the Andalusia Masters in Spain. He has one more event left on the cards before he comes home with his uh, family and gets into MIQ. So looking forward to chatting to that. And then later on, we've got Noel Green. He is a support staff member of the Warriors. He's been overseas for 18 months, hasn't been home. The struggles, the challenges that they have faced. So looking forward to chatting to Noel Green about that. About that. So, but yeah, coming up on the show. Ma'anonu, the one and only Ma'anonu, one and only Ma'anonu, who is a hard man to track down, hard man to get to do anything. I was hounding him, hounding him for days and days, and then he messaged me yesterday late morning, and he said, I'll do it for you, my brother, I'll do it for you, my brother. He doesn't do many things on the interview front, but he's come along and he's helped me out big time. And I really, really appreciate my bro. He's a Test centurion, one of the most dominant second five eights to ever play the game, and now he's a Heartland Championship game winner. One game, one win for East Coast. The goat on the horse. Ma Nonu is what's us on the line. Good morning, Ma. Morning,
4: morning bro. How are you? I'm
2: good, Skax. I'm good. How you doing, bro?
4: Yeah, not too bad.
2: Hey. Hey, Goodness. you're going to give me better than two-word answers, aren't you? <laughs> I know your games. I've been there in interviews with you. You've really <laughs> opened up right here. How's the body after yeah, 20 minutes? you've got to ask a, a,
4: a good question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Skucks, here we go. 20 minutes. You played 20 minutes in that last game. How's the body after yeah. that little run around, and how was the experience when you were playing in the East Coast? What was it like for you, bud? Yeah, no, is
4: good. I've been too much... I mean, the boys got uh, up for the game, and I thought they played outstanding in the first half and then carried on the second half. So having me, Jose, and uh, Fafa went on last 20, and that uh, no, was a good experience. First time we played up in Routoria, Uh experienced uh, passionate people up there. But, man, it's, a, it's probably one of the best places I've ever played.
2: Yeah, nice. Yeah. It looked good. It looked good. I was... I was watching it on uh, the East Coast Facebook page and just seeing the crowds and the excitement, the kids, mate. I know you got right amongst it. How did it come about? How did it come about? I know you presented the jerseys to the East Coast squad and, uh, you know, you left a wee thing in in Jose's voice saying you'd be keen to have a run around. But what made you make that decision to go actually put the jersey on and play?
4: I think it was more in terms of helping Jose, really. Um, Mm. You know, he's... He's a great mate that I've known for a long time, and I've spent a long time with him in the Hurricanes, Jersey, and in the Lions. I guess he's doing good things up there, and, um, you know, then I went and I was grateful enough for him to ask me to present the jerseys. Um, other than that, I didn't know about the uh, uh, league streak, so, um, you know, Jose could play another five years, so it came about that, you know, I had the opportunity to play, but I said he needs to put the boots on as well, so... Uh, uh, it was great
2: to, to, to bond the jersey with OJ as well. And uh, the experience, mate, what were the lads like? Were they, were they pretty pumped? And, and did you be able to share some experience with the with the boys? And, and like you spoke about, they, they were actually tra- tra- trajecting in, in the right direction. I thought they'd been playing outstanding for most of the season. Like you said, when you come on, you're already winning 43-10. So the squad they've got there, they've got some good depth, some good uh, talent running around on the coast.
4: Yeah, I think, man, you've got to give it to the Heartland Championship, especially all the players across the board because um, they they all work and in terms of um, how they they play, I mean you know, some some of them do it hard in terms of because they, you know, as Jose was saying some of them work on the Saturday and then they, they, they turn up uh, to play for their, their promises so the um, World Tour is not, not an easy place to get to and they're all spread out uh, up there and, and there's a Talked to a few guys, and, and some of them live up the next bay, which is just right on the east cape. Um, man they're just so committed, and uh, uh, they, they turn it on. And I mean, I, I, I'm I was blessed enough to uh, to play with those players, and I mean, they were they were inspiring me in terms of what they give up and um, what they play for. Yeah, nice, bro. nice. I
2: love that. Love that from you, Skux mate. Um what was it like afterwards? What was it like uh, after the final? Was it eight, eight years since they won a game? Mate? Was it pretty, uh, pretty exciting in, in the East Coast? See, were they partying hard? Did they get right into it? I
4: think it was more uh, a sense of relief because you know, they've, they've got the belief and mm. you know, so anything can happen in, in games as well. So they've come up short. And in terms of uh, this season, you know they've had a great start in most of the matches and um, I think on the weekend, you know, they, they just put it all together. Half uh, after the game was just something I've never experienced before. Uh, the locals was just so welcoming, and um, because it was a club day as well, all their clubs yeah. were just parked up right around the field, and, uh, you know, all the kids were running onto the field, and then uh, all the kids on the horses as well, so uh, that's an experience I'll, I'll never forget.
2: <laughs> Who made you get on the horse, bro? That was the best photo of the weekend. The best photo, seeing you on the horse and really embracing it. Who made you get on there?
4: Um, one of the players, um, he's a flanker. He's got Dredges out, Jack. He's, uh, man, he, he, he was riding the horses before the game into the, in, into the park with most of, his other, uh, most of the other kids. Sorry. I mean, after the game, he's like, mate, hey. jump on Oh, I was hesitant at start because, um, you know, having really jump
2: on the horse. But um, no, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so good, bro. I love it. I love seeing you embrace, uh, the coast way, bro, and and, and enjoying it. Um, but you know, you've obviously played that game. What, what are you up to now? How's the family? And and what are you getting up to now? You've you've kind of finished. You're slowing down on the playing age, playing ways, and what are you what are you getting up to now, bud? Um
4: I'm not slowing down Um I just don't think i uh, really really telling On what I'm doing Um nah, The family's good You know The boys are growing I, I have three boys And um Yeah My oldest is starting In college next year So Um He had a basketball Tournament on the weekend So um You know I miss his games entirely. But the younger two are, are growing fast My My wife Andrew as well So um no, we we good, bro. We we. <coughs> I was in France uh, since last October, and I got back home at the end of June, so, the to be in my queue, But uh, you know, a few, a few things on the go, and um, yeah. you know, i was still training. And uh, yeah.
2: nice. I, I mate, I've I've spoke about you quite a few times before. How the ultimate athlete you are. You put so much um, time and effort into your body. You've got a real rugby knowledge, a real rugby brain. Is that something you're keen to do, to, to give back to the next generation, maybe get into a bit of coaching at high school level, a bit of, a bit of coaching? I know you've done um, Rungatai up in, up in Oriental Rungatai in, in Wellington. Is that something you're keen to do, a bit of coaching? Um,
4: yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's more, I mean, I've, I've helped out a bit over the years with, mm. with, with our local club and, um, you know, there's, there's a sevens programme running at the moment with, with our club as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to raise the boys with my wife in terms of, uh, you know, their sports as well. But, I mean, I, I'd love to um, in the future, but it's, it's more about me being ready as a coach. You know, it's, I, still, I think I still have to develop as a coach in terms of um, knowing what my purpose is as a coach. I mean, uh, there's a lot of great coaches out there in terms of who, who, who I've been coached. Um, you know they, they had humble beginnings. There's there has been some players who have been outstanding rugby players. It's all blacks, but um, you know had had went down the coaching path. yet, um, found it tough. So um, you know it's, it's all about getting everything aligned and uh, trying to develop as a coach. Um, you know. One one person that comes to mind is, is Smithy, as you know. So, I mean, you know, he, he's he's one coach that we all want to emulate, and um, but, you know, along the way, he's 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 had challenges as well. You know, I, I watched um, there's a Sky documentary on him, and I watched it um, yeah. when I got back from France, which was which is an outstanding piece, and um, you know, Smithy's. So humble and uh, so honest that you know I learned a lot from playing and um, you know coaching's not easy. That's what I will say
2: mm. what, what I got asked a question last week about a coach that's inspired me and I couldn't go past Smithy. Um, just how you know, just what a rugby brain he was and someone that you really wanted to do well for and play well for. What, what did you love about Smithy and his coaching abilities, bud?
5: Um,
4: I think. You know, I was grateful enough that Smitty, you know, he put a lot of time uh, into me, and you know, I met Smitty a long time ago. You know, I wasn't the the real polished midfielder in terms of when I started. You know, I started on the wing, two thousand and two, two thousand and three, uh, went to centre yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, as I, everyone knew, that I only had traits. Which were my running abilities, uh, and in terms of that, you know, you, you you're in the spotlight so much that uh, you have to keep getting better. And I guess I had to learn on the go. Uh, you know, the passing came in, and and then other things, my defence in terms of uh, being a twelve, and obviously had to try and introduce the kicking game. So, uh, I mean, you know, when you're in the Black jersey, you, you have to really be the best in your position, and yeah. you know I, I learned along the way playing in the early days for the Lions, you know 2004, 5. Yeah. And uh, you know, I used to get dropped from the All Blacks quite often, you know, and and when I look back now, it's not really getting dropped; it's more about trying to get game time. So I I would normally go back to play for the Lions, and you know that's where that's where you learn, you know, and in terms of that, that's the system now is kind of different because they try and... They get the kids from the festive team and then they try and fast-track them into, uh, you know, the NPC minor 10 Cup. Um, Yet, yeah, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you would actually go play for your local club. and That's what boosted up the club rugby, you know, around the country. And then you would get plucked from there. And then, I mean from then on, you know, we, you'll get upgraded. So it's uh, really worked with me when I got into the black jersey um, in 2008, which um, I wanted to stay in there. So, uh, you know, a few times at night he would knock on my door at the hotel and just normally generally give me a piece of paper and say, you yeah, know, this is what you're doing really well, but this is what you need to improve. So those are the times where... Um, you know, I, I enjoyed because you, you had to dig deep and you had to work for it. As, as you would know, you know, we will be on tour for a long time and spend a lot of time together, but you're not actually um, having a rest because, you know, all the boys know that uh, you're working the next day and you're working all through the night, looking after your body, doing homework, and, um, you know, there's a lot of competition in, in the camp as well. So... And and that's healthy for, for, and that's always been healthy for all because because uh, you got to be on your game and uh, yeah. you have to deserve your spot. And when you mm-hmm. play on the salary you have to deliver as well.
2: Yeah, bro. Now nah, I was lucky enough to be able to witness it firsthand and see the work you put in behind the scenes. There's no, it's no, uh, magical formula to why you're so successful, mate. Um, mate, you wasn't too firsthand. bad yourself,
4: was it? <laughs> Uh, you have to get off my no, feed no. Because they keep showing someone offloading In the semi-final And I'm like, man <laughs> I'm just seeing your face everywhere
2: it's... No, it's not very... God, yeah, lucky Hey, I could have made that And, easier you, and could you,
4: did you Did you score two tries against France in the pool game? I think it?
2: Was it? No, no, you did nah. You did
4: a step And then you did a nah.
2: um, Kind of Snake kind of thing. Remember that? <laughs> oh, Perry, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perry, honestly, I have. Uh, and I when the All Blacks played there, the and, and
4: it was 100 years. No, no, no. 100 years, the Springboks and the All Blacks. We've got to give it to both nations. And uh, I think it's been outstanding. Such a rich history. And again, they showed your try at the Westlake Stadium. Was that 2010? <laughs> was that from the 40 yeah, was- meter line?
2: Nah, la nah. nah. It was only from the 22. It was from the 22, scats. Hey, um... You are the man. You played South Africa many man. times. Hey, you played... For... What are your memories from playing South Africa? We'll just touch on it before I let you go. I, I
4: had a great memory against South Africa. Those, those were the teams... Well, South Africa was the team that, um... You know, we all wanted to play against because, um... As I said, such a rich history, but you, you, you would never know, you know, what would happen in those games. And, uh... Amount of respect we had for the Springboks as well. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah,
2: nice, nice, oh, yeah. Scarks, bro. Hey, um, I really appreciate your time, man. Um, you're you're a busy fellow. You are. You, you to, are very uh, welcome, good. Izzy. Yeah, mate. you I know I've been hounding you, and I really appreciate. Okay. it. Okay, one one no question. One question for you. One question, Izzy.
4: So that yeah. cricket game, when oh. is that? Is that in December, or January? You know, the one against um, the Black Cats, is it?
2: The rugby, rugby team against the Black. January. Yeah, January. January, January oh, yeah. You keen?
4: No, 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 I'm just asking. So when do you go, where is the game? When do you go down and are you excited? That's in. <laughs> hey, I'm allowed to ask you a question too. <laughs> get, off my, get off my show, Are bro. you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited? No, no, no I'm no. very excited,
2: Skux. I can't yeah, wait. When's the date? Because the I, I just
4: want to watch it. What's what, <laughs> the date?
2: January 22nd, ma'am. January Okay, Are you excited to play? <laughs> I can't, I can't on, wait. I can't wait to don the boot. Well, bar, no, one, the no one has to, asked you questions on the show, so I'm sure the
4: fans want to know. Are you excited to play?
2: <laughs> I'm very excited, Ma. I can't wait. Can't wait. Thank I
4: you. haven't watched many games of you playing cricket, but are you a bowler or
2: all-rounder or you're better? <laughs> I'm a bowler. I'm a bowler. Get off. Okay. Get off. Oi in the team. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I... oh. <laughs> Alright, I
0: gotta go.
2: Oh my god, you got Yeah, get out of here. Thanks so much, brother. Right,
4: love,
2: love you too, oh. bro. See ya. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> what is
0: going on?
2: <laughs> he is... Mate, that is Ma'a, that is the Joker, that is the Joker, so I, he set me up there, so the best thing, uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> that is ma'a Ma'anoni, ma'a the one
0: and only, he's a special human, special <laughs> human, a lot of time for him. He's a menace, mate, he is <laughs> absolutely, run rings around you, that's quite incredible. Um, oh. That's an awesome chat, mate. I shouldn't be wary. I shouldn't been wary of my he
2: just he just does things differently and you're just like, where is he got? Is he being serious here? Like he'll just go from you think he hates your guts, they're angry as he, and then he loves you. It's like, what <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you missed the start uh, of that, Jack? Go listen, we're gonna put that up as a podcast right now. It's, it was about three different versions of Mar there. It was perfect though and and the stuff about <laughs> Wayne Smith, I assume you were talking about in the middle was that was um yeah. really, really special anyway. We've got to shoot off. We've got to shoot off and get back, and we'll talk about um, Sean Wainui and remember a bit of his life. But there was Martin and that was fantastic stuff. Ma needs a permanent spot on Double Eight Double Three. I completely agree. Anyway, we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 22 minutes past 7 o'clock. We are 27 minutes past 7 o'clock, and Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Um, and, yeah, I could not agree with that text anymore. Ma. needs a permanent spot. Izzy, I don't even really know what was happening for half the time there, but... It was hilarious. Is it I just. Should've, I should have known.
2: I should have known. He's messaged me. He's messaged me. He says, Love you, so. <laughs> Give Giving the people what they need. They lead a laugh, too. And uh, I just should have known. He's just one of those ones. You just don't know how to take him. <laughs> I had to explain what he was going on in the end. I'll, I'll explain it later in the show. All right, what out. A, what a character. No, that's all right.
0: Give us, give us the rundown now, because I've got a bit of time. What we're going to do oh. is we're going we're to chat Sean Wainui after the news. I'll quickly rip through a headline or two in a minute. But what was, the, what was the punchline of that gag?
2: So basically he's trying to get you to say something like you've already announced you're in the team and you've already said some things along the line of saying, yeah, I'll, you're already you're announcing yourself to be available, you're selected on the side. So he used to do that all the time when we were playing test matches he will talk about the game on Saturday, on a Monday. You'll talk about the game on Saturday, be like, talking about Aussie. He was playing Aussie for something, and then you would say, Yeah, but, like, honestly, that'll be mean. Eh? Get, like, get a, get a you know, pass from you on the outside and, and an outside break. And then he'll laugh at you, stop there, and he goes, Oh, already in the team, are you? <laughs> already in the team. So you pretty much announce yourself. To, so he's just one of those characters. He'll try and catch you out. Everything's a fun game. So, like, throughout that whole time, he actually tricked me. He was being so serious and then towards the end he just bought that on and that was uh it was funny he's a he's a good man he's a good man and then like there was some of that chat it was really good really inspiring oh yeah and um a great little conversation but we've got a text as well you gotta give a shout out to the to the um buller boys as well and that is right shout out to buller from the west coast um you boys you know busted up from Westport and put on the line for your provinces as well so shout out to uh, to buller for going to the Ruatoria and uh providing a, a game there for the lads. So shout-out to all Heartland Rugby, actually. It's getting some good exposure. I love it.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is, as in, and that's a great text from Graham from Westport. Fair enough, they did bust up. Hey, quickly, a couple of things to follow along with. Paul Cole, our friend Paul Cole, he's eased his way into the third round of the Qatar Classic in Doha, 11-4, 11-3, 11-5, of Rui saws. And this was Paul's 400th, yes, 400th match on the PSA circuit. So we're talking about veterans. Well, Paul Cole, he's going to notch up 500 before we realise it and um, he's still going. He's only 29 and he is Kicking along just like we know he can, so he's over there in the Diar Classic, and we'll probably or the Qatar Classic in Doha, and we'll probably try to catch up with him at the end of the week, just seeing how he goes if he continues to progress. And yes, New Zealand have just fallen short in their warm up match against Australia at the T Twenty World Cup. Um, it was a pretty good innings. They had Black, they they came Williamson playing Trent Bolt. Um, uh, Tim Southey, Devon Conway, the whole lot. A lot of their big games came out to sh- shake off the cobwebs, but they just went down in the last over. That's all right. We'll get them where it counts. Right now, it's half past seven o'clock. Those were, a, those were a couple of headlines. We're going to do it a little bit differently this morning. We're going to go to Trudy now with the news, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk, or Izzy's going to give his um his thoughts and, and uh, share a few memories from his time around Sean Wainui, who tragically passed away yesterday. It's half past seven. News is next with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
2: Ora, my name is Shawn I love doing bombs, I love sweet reggae music, and I play a little bit of rugby. Cheer. Uh, <coughs> uh, it's hard to know where to begin. Um, yesterday when I woke up from a nap it was the last thing I ever expected to hear. Another person known to m- so many um, gone too soon, Sean Wanui the warrior. When I first met Sean, we turned up for pre-season for the Crusaders back in 2016 and I noticed this baby-faced Māori boy was short straight hair. And when I say baby-faced, that's because he was only 20 years old. I was like, who's this fella? It wasn't too long before I was really impressed. I could tell from the get-go that this boy had a big heart and was a true warrior. Fitness testing, always leading, work ethic of the greats gone by. He won me over from the start, but it was the field where I grew to love this man. Off the field where I grew to love this man. Softly spoken, a real Māori boy at heart. Proud of who he is and where he comes from. Till this day, he is a proud Māori boy from the coast. Always used to argue with him at training. Because my wife from Gizzy and I, my wife was from Gizzy and I had automatic claim to be a coastie. And he would laugh at me saying, nah, my bro. You gotta learn. Well, that day in Perth when I went over for injury cover, and we we're roomies, and we we're jammed out to House of Shame in our rooms. Memories I'll cherish forever. We only shared the field a few times together before you got your calling. Chase mana was on the horizon, and what a move it was for you. Sinner at heart shifted to the wing because the reality is they needed to find a place for the try scoring machine nothing electric, but what he lacked in speed he made up for heart I keep referring it to as he had a big ticker rugby aside mate that was only a small part of your life you are our brother your uncle your husband and most importantly you are our father seeing the love you had for Paige Arahia, and your boy Kawaraki made our heart full they will be hurting so much, they'll have so much mamai But I know the amount of people and love you have, they won't be alone Until we meet again brother Shawnee Kuahinga te tahi o Ngā Rangatira
4: o te ao Māori
2: O te ati, o Matupūro, oi tangi a te mata mo parata Ah Shawnee boy ke tua o āra. a tūpuna. A chief has fallen in the Māori world. In the rugby world, my heart and soul aches. Tears stream down for you, our brother, Shawnee. The curtain has come. Farewell and go back to your ancestors. Back to the birthplace of our people. Kia ora.
1: All
0: right, we are 17 and a half minutes away from 8 a.m. And uh, on double eight double three. we really do appreciate all your messages coming in. Um, Steph, Dylan, Costa, Wills, everybody that's messaged. uh, uh, We can't really say too much more, Izzy. That was beautiful, bro. So... We'll park that for now, but we'll um, never, ever forget Sean Wainui and his contribution to what he did to, of course, Dum, just rugby culture, New Zealand. So we'll never forget. But um, thank you for your messages, and they really do mean a lot. So we appreciate that. But in the meantime, well, sport does continue. And one of those sports that continues will be the Premier League and, and football. So why don't we talk about it a bit about it? Because we do have a game this evening. Um, we've got Crystal Palace and Arsenal playing and... That's uh, over in the Premier League. Uh, yesterday, Tottenham, well, they got a win over the new richest club in the league, Newcastle. I'm pretty sure Liverpool, well, United fans might want to hear this, but Liverpool and Mo Salah, they really announced themselves as the powerhouse, in my opinion. Mo Salah, he's got to be right up there anyway. So the Premier League has returned. Um, Arsenal and Crystal Palace is coming away in what we would describe as a mid-table battle. But before then, we're going to catch up with Charlotte Dunker, who is the very well-respected Manchester United correspondent for football news website Goal. Charlotte, how are you doing? Thanks so much for joining us. Your time in the evening.
3: Good,
0: thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're doing really well. So it's good to have you on to talk some football. Um, we've got a we've got a game this evening. But your specialty and, and what you spend a lot of time doing is focusing on Manchester United. So yeah, that was a tough old watch against Leicester, wasn't it, Charlotte? Yeah, it wasn't the best at all,
3: was it? I think. If everyone that has dissected it has said exactly the same thing, that it was just one of of the worst performances you've probably seen under Olly Gunnar Solskjaer. You can kind of understand if they lose, because every single team probably is going to lose once this season, and if it was just the occasional defensive mistake, which we've seen creeping in their game, then you can kind of let it go. But it was just the performance as a whole, which was absolutely terrible, which was probably the most concerning thing for them.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's so much to focus on but the overall performance, I guess down here in New Zealand, Charlotte we see headlines and we see Ronaldo and we think, oh, hunky-dory at Old Trafford I know there isn't a lot of United <laughs> fans down here that will know that's not quite the case but there is a lot to work through here with this club, right?
3: Yeah, of course and Cristiano Ronaldo came back and I'm sure you all saw the scenes when he made his second debut against Newcastle. The atmosphere in the stadium was absolutely unbelievable and a player of his calibre and how good he is he is going to lift the team but with that comes expectations I think you look at the signings they made before Ronaldo came back they got Varane they got Sancho and the expectation really was now that having finished second last season Manchester United needed to go on and they needed to properly challenge then comes in Ronaldo and everyone's saying oh they can go and win it but I think at the moment what you're seeing is the problem that having him in the team and him being the focal point, the rest of the team seems to be a bit disjointed. So you saw what happened when he was dropped against Everton. Everyone was saying, why on earth haven't you started him? So Solskjaer's kind of in this difficult situation where he's got these big name players, but at the moment they're not gelling as a team. It's just a team of very good individuals who don't seem to play that well together.
0: Yeah, I don't envy Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's position at all because he, it is a tough pyramid when you when you stack it all up, isn't it? So who, who wants Ollie gone the most? Is it the fans, the media or the players?
3: I don't I don't think the media have been that harsh on him to be honest. I think there's not there's, in the media there's not that been much Ollie out. I think after the Leicester game more of us have been questioning where it is the United can go from here. Is he the right person to take them on? If you read social media, which I'm sure you do, there's a large proportion it. of
0: TikTok, especially. Fans
3: that are <laughs> there are a lot of fans that are ollie out. Are they the match going supporters that go every single week? I'm not too sure. There was still a lot of vocal backing for Solsha at Leicester at the weekend. Granted, it wasn't there at full time once they had been beaten, but they, they're still backing him. But I think you're just starting to see that turn now, where. Even what you'd call the match-going the match fans are starting to think, where, where are they going under this? So it's going to be a tough few weeks for him, especially when you look at the fixture list, you look at the way they're playing. If he doesn't pick up some big results and they're going to be really difficult games, then it's going to become more and more, not just with fans, but obviously with media and everyone. But from the club, the, the word from the club is that he is still being backed. And I don't really expect that to change
0: Interesting. All right, so so then to compound it for United fans, they just would have been absolutely grimacing watching Salah and Liverpool have an absolute (laughs) field day against Watford. Uh, Are Liverpool kind of really starting to hit their straps and flex their muscles? Do you feel?
3: I think Liverpool, obviously coming at the weekend, it couldn't be coming at a worse time, is it? You look well. You look at what Salah did against Watford. Nobody is stopping that. Not the best defenders in the world, the best goalkeeper in the world. But they can't stop him, can they? So he's a wizard. I think. Yeah, exactly. So, even if United were on top form, coming up against someone in Salah's form, arguably he's the best player in the world right now, you could argue that. So, coming up against someone like that, even if you're in top form, is going to be difficult. United are going to go into the game not in the best form that they're in at all. And they're going to have to pull off a result. So it's, it's a huge game, much bigger game for United than it is for Liverpool.
0: Talk to me, talk to us about Brighton here, yeah, Charlotte. We, <laughs> we look at the table, feel where the Premier League fans and football fans, they look at the table, yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool United, Tottenham United, you know, it all kind of, a city United, it kind of makes sense. And then you get Brighton, smack bang in the middle, clinging on to that Champions League, Champions League spot. What's going on here?
3: I mean, if you speak, ring me back at the end of the season and we'll talk about whether Brighton is still in the Champions League spot. I mean, it's been a great start of the season seven. You can't take anything away from them. But I just think that one of the favourites old the is it's a um, marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? And I think when you come towards the end of the season, they're not going to be up there. They're, 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 if we're being honest, they're a mid-table side, aren't they? That's And that's not being rude to them. I just think that, that that's that probably their limit. So... I don't can't see them at the end of the season being qualifying for the Champions League. I may be very wrong, and I you can get me back on at the end of the season if they are up there in
2: for.
0: Don't worry, we roll on everything here, Charlotte. Everything is recorded and archived, so we'll will, we will be able to dig, dig it out. Hey, um, so, so assuming that's right, and you probably are right, or well, you are the expert, so does that mean a, a, you know, a Leicester or an Arsenal or Everton or someone we expect to come a little bit more good can slide up? Who are you looking at that kind of hasn't had the season to start they would want to expect to kind of put some uh, wins together here and move up the table?
3: I think Leicester, like you just mentioned there, I think what you saw is that they've had a bad start to the season, they've had, um, been hit by difficult injuries, but the performance they put in against Manchester United, as bad as Manchester United were, Leicester were very good and a lot of the talk was like, this is the Leicester we're used to seeing, the one that, the ones that can qualify for the Champions League, the one that should be fighting at the top of the table. So for me, I think they should, could use that performance as a catalyst to push them on now for the rest of the season. I definitely think um, yeah, they're the ones that can go on and improve the most after the start they've had with players coming back as well. That should help them.
0: All right. One, one to leave you with then. We've got we've got Newcastle, right? And we know about the high profile purchase. They're now owned by was it, Saudi Arabian yes. Kingdom, is it? And they are they're still smack bang in relegation zone. How disastrous. And is it even possible that they could be relegated after this um, this purchase? Imagine
3: they could become the richest Club in the championship never mind the <laughs> Premier League um, but yeah of course it's possible that they could get relegated but I think everyone knows the writing's on the wall for Steve Bruce it depends who they bring him to replace him I doubt they're going to get relegated because not only will they bring in a new manager but they're going to have a lot of money to spend in the January transfer window if they get the right manager in and they can buy a couple of players I'm sure that this tide will change up there for them. I don't I don't think they'll get relegated, but anything is possible. Just because they've had this massive change of ownership and what we expect to be in a big influx of money, that that's not all you need. You need everything to work for you on the pitch. So it'll be interesting to see, but I definitely don't think that the owners have bought it thinking that they would be a championship club, so they'll want them to stay
0: up, definitely. No, they like to succeed, don't they? Well, they like cash, at least, yeah. and that kind of comes hand in hand. <laughs> Charlotte, Duncan, you've been fantastic. We'll have to catch up again, regardless whether you're right or wrong. We'll have you back on, do good work for the <laughs> Golem, and, yeah, we'll get you back at some stage. Have a great evening well. You too. Thank you. No worries. There you go. That's Charlotte Dunker out of goal. You hit a football news website. You can go and have a look at her on Twitter. She does very, very good work covering Manchester United and the wider league. There's plenty of texts here on double eight double three. Again, we really appreciate all your kind messages to Sean Wainui and uh, regarding Izzy's very, very special words. It is eight minutes away from eight o'clock. Of course, you can give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 811. We'd love to hear from you. Any stage throughout the morning. Premier League, who's the side that you expect to shoot up? Well, would Brighton be able to hang on Arsenal and Crystal Palace get away. Get on away at about 8 a.m.? We'll catch up with Ryan Fox too. Back soon on Baz Nizzi for Breakfast. All right, we're coming up to the news at 8 o'clock. After the news at 8, well, we have got a total Kiwi legend on Foxy. Not of the Grant variety, but Ryan. Ryan Fox, he's out there at to a top five on the European tour in Spain. Um, he's travelled. He's got another tournament coming up this week, so he's going to tune in. Golf fans, what do you want to know from Ryan Fox? How did he get it right? What's he done? Anything you want to know about your own swing? He's a great man, so he'll be more than happy to answer your questions. My brother Izzy Dag is back, Hey, boy. Sorry, I had the, had the mic off. Apologies.
2: Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm back, I'm back. So thanks very much for all your texts coming through. Awesome work. Um, Yeah, <laughs> didn't mean to, to make that a, a wee tear jerker, but we got there in the end, and uh, rest in peace, brother. So, um, no, we've got a good show ahead of us, man. We've got a good show. I'm oh, looking forward to chatting to Foxy coming up after the hour and uh, talking to him about his struggles, Um, you know, during that European tour, and just like you said earlier on the show, once he figured out he's got an MIQ spot, he's got his family there, feels like he's just a big weight off his shoulders. Mm. So looking forward to chatting to, to Foxy. Tied fourth, only a couple of shots off off the lead, and it was a tough course. You know, six under wins the competition after four rounds. It was a tough, tough course over there in Spain. So, yeah, looking forward to that. If you've got any questions like Louis said, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll chat those. But, Louis,
0: you watched Succession, mate. Succession is back. There's a lot of hype oh, around this thing. Is yes. it good? yes. Yes. I'm so glad we've got a little 30-second window here to talk about it. How can I debrief it all in 30 seconds? Oh, I will start with best show ever. Um, so season three, episode one last night. Kendall, we've, we've realized that Joe, who's our panel up here, is kind of like Greg the Egg. So anyone that watches the show, just imagine Greg being the guy that turns our mics on and off and pushes the buttons, um, and that kind of explains a lot. and that, I mean that in, in a good way, but it's just so good, mate. It's all about Logan Roy, the, the king of the egg empire trying to figure out which one of his kids is going to take over it's backstabbing you'd love it you'd love it dagger would love it oh, okay it's right in dagger's dagger wheelhouse
2: okay okay i'm thinking i'm going to get into it after i finish this homeland i'm up to season five on homeland and it's eight seasons it's a drag but it's getting really good here
0: danes so good. You're in the rabbit hole, mate. Double A, double three. Who's out there watching Succession? I want someone to talk to. I'll give you a call in the news if you are, so we can debrief last night. I haven't seen uh, Shannon yet, so I'll we'll do that when I get home. First thing, right now I'm off to grab myself a Mick Cafe coffee, and it is the news for Trudy with Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
1: This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on ECNZ.
2: Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ. It is Tuesday the 19th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. We've had a good two hours so far. Some good guests, some good conversation, some good texts coming in. Make sure you keep those texts flowing throughout the morning. Double eight, double three. We've got Ryan Fox coming up on the show. So if you want to know anything from Foxy let us know. double eight double three on the text line or give us a call. no on eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We spoke to Charlotte Dunker, talking all things EPL, English Premier League, Newcastle. Maybe they will become the richest club in the championship. They've got some cash and, well, Man U they've just, yeah, don't know what to say about Man U. They're losing to Leicester City for two. But hey, she said Leicester City, they are going good guns. They've got Some stars coming back, so they should be the ones to watch in that EPL conversation. We also spoke to Ma'anonu. Ma'anonu was outstanding. He gave us a good conversation. He spoke about Wayne Smith, Smithy, and how he helped his career, credited him to all the success throughout his career. You've got to listen to that interview. It was good. It was random. Got really random towards the end, and that is just Ma'anonu in a nutshell. He is random as they come. So make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy podcast, download the SNZ app, and you'll listen to Ma'anonu and that conversation, Charlotte Dunker talking EPL, all our interviews, you all the interviews, all the guests, everything we've had on the show, you'll get it from the Baz and Izzy podcast, head over. Anyway, coming up, we've got Foxy, Foxy's over in the Europe, he's over in Europe after a pretty successful T4th at Andalusia Masters in Spain, and well. After a long and at times frustrating year, our leading Kiwi men's golfer Ryan Fox got some much-deserved reward over the weekend. Now, being been a very hard-earned, tied fourth at the Andalusia Masters in Spain on the European Tour. It's been a strange time for Kiwis competing internationally this year, so it's great to see Foxy get a result after pouring so much in. He's on the line now. G'day, Foxy. Good
6: morning, Eddie. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing really well, mate. How are you doing?
6: Oh, I can't complain. I'm uh, standing on a balcony overlooking the water in Mallorca at the moment, so life could be worse.
2: Any fish about, mate? I know you're a keen fisherman. You got the rod handy? You ready to get in there or what?
6: I I don't have the rod handy, but I'm actually looking at a guy with a headlamp on fishing right now. So if he catches something (laughs) in the next 20 minutes or so, I might be a bit jealous of that.
2: Nice, mate. hey, it's good to see you getting some success as well, mate. I'm tied fourth at the Andalusia Masters. What clicked for you, bud? Uh, I, I guess
6: for me, it feels like it's been coming for a while. To be honest, yeah, it's mm. the uh, every part of my game's been good the last sort of eight to eight to twelve weeks without it mm. being good, without every part of it being good at the same time. Um, so, you know, this is the week, or well, last week was the week where it kind of felt like everything came together. I did everything well. Um, and, you know, in terms of stats, we use the shots gain thing, and I gained shots on the field in every part of my game, short game, putting, driving, and iron play. So, you know, that shows that everything was in a pretty good place. And, um, you know, I guess the, the saying is better late than never. Even, you know, even with one event to go on the season this week, it was, you know, nice to, nice to put a decent result together last week on a, on a pretty brutal golf course.
2: Yeah, we've got to talk about the golf course. It was a uh, six-under you know, uh, Fitzpatrick winning in the end, and, and not, not high scoring. What was it about the, uh, the, the golf course uh, that was so tough? Valderrama course, Valdorama
6: yeah, it's uh, sort of known over here as the Augusta of Europe. Um, ah. It's pretty prestigious. It is exceptionally narrow. Uh, there's cork trees everywhere. There's plenty of holes on the golf course where you can be in the middle of a fairway and have a tree in your way, um, which takes a little bit to get used to. It can be a pretty frustrating golf course like that. Uh, there's lots of elevation change. Uh, really small, really fast, really slopy greens. So you can... Uh, put yourself in some pretty ugly positions on and around the green, and uh, yeah, it's, it just tests every part of your game. And you know, they get it nice and firm and fast for us. I think they've got that that sub air system on the green, so no matter what the weather, they can dry them out and get them running super fast and super firm. And that's what they did to us over the week. And you know, plus we had a, a little bit of wind on Thursday, and, and a well, we had a lot of wind on Thursday and a little bit of wind on Saturday, so that that killed the scoring. But it's uh, that 's sort of one of those weeks where you know if you shoot under par, even if conditions are perfect, um, you're going to have a de- it's a decent round of golf, and if you can be under par for the week you're going to have a decent result, which you know I managed to do quite nicely last week.
2: So what does this performance do for you? Uh, you've got one more, before, uh, one more competition round before the end of the season, and then hopefully we'll touch on that soon. you coming home and getting into some MRQ spot situation. I know it's been a struggle. With that and, and do you reckon that was a big factor? Not not having that uncertainty um, leading into the end of the year, not knowing what was happening, uh, was that a big factor with, with your performances? You feel,
6: yeah, I think that this, this year's been the toughest I've had off the golf course by a long way, um, yeah, and for, for a few reasons obviously, the you know, the MIQ situation, um, and you know, not not having any certainty you know literally leaving leaving home and not knowing if or if or when you can get back um yeah you know, and then you know throw in having you know having a little one this year you know that's made everything a little bit tougher and you know made some of the decision making harder and um you know also yeah. the tour was you know, probably quite bullish earlier in the year you know basically saying everything was back to normal for for us you know we were back to trying to keep a job we had to uh, you're know, almost forced to travel. Where, um, you know, personally for me, and I know a few of the other guys based in the Southern Hemisphere, um, you know, travel was almost harder at the start of this year, and for a majority of this year compared to what it was last year. So, you know, there was a lot of factors in that, um, you know, which which probably affected my performance. And you know, you know what it's like in top level sport. You know, if you're not quite there mentally, it's pretty hard to perform at your best. And I feel like there's been a bit of that this year. And um, I guess with you know, securing the i two spot a few weeks ago and um, you know, having having played well enough to know I, I have a job for next year, that was sort of two big goals ticked off, and I could probably relax a little yeah. bit. And I think that ha- helped the golf game as well.
2: So you're talking about relax. Now I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're a good shot at maybe winning the next cup. So Louis, do some maths. Get on the TAB. Check out the odds. See what Fox is playing, because I reckon he'll be going good. Where are you heading next, and what's on the cards? And what does this tied fourth do for you uh, going forward in the confidence of, of your game?
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in Majorca this week, so we're playing a very different golf course by all. Uh, from what I've heard, it's uh nice and open and a resort course, so hopefully that suits me a little bit well, it should suit me a little bit better than Valderrama does, but, um, you know, I, I guess I can take a lot from last week. You know, last time I played Valderrama was in 2016 and I had my worst score I've ever had on tour. I think it was somewhere in the mid-80s and I went home with my tail between my legs. So, Ooh. you know, to come to play, to play it last week and, um, you know, have three scores under par and finish in the top five on a golf course that I basically vowed I'd never go back to. You know, I can take a lot of confidence from that and I know my game's in good shape. So, you know, I guess I've got nothing to lose this week and go out and give it a crack. And um, you know, hopefully the form continues and uh, it's probably a slightly weaker field as, as well this week. Um, so you know, I'd love to be up in contention again. And you know, I, I had some great shots under pressure on the weekend last week. So there's no reason I can't do it again this week.
0: Wow, especially when you're getting a quote of twenty three bucks, is he? Um, oh, so twenty three yeah, bucks, right? In, oh, it's right in your double digit wheelhouse, but oh, we, that is we don't want to put, right put too much. Alley. We don't want to put too much pressure on the bloke. <laughs> well, that's probably how this guy who's fishing out there feels with Foxy just staring <laughs> at him, waiting for him to catch a fish.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
2: Twenty three bucks. Well, I think that's good money for you all at home. Hey, Foxy, talking about home. You're gonna come home and and you you love your fishing mate. But you spoke about it. You got a baby now. You got a baby now. Is that gonna change things? You're not gonna to have too much time on the waters, are you?
6: No. No, I, I mean I, I hope <laughs> I've earned a couple of days out, um, having not been fishing for, <laughs> for about six months now and um, I guess two weeks stuck in a hotel room uh, with with well, as a couple with a with a ten month old I'm I'm imagining I might get thrown out in the water anyway for a couple of days just just so uh, we can have some time alone. So you know, I'm hoping to be able to get out a couple of times and um, you know, I, I will have a fair bit of time off uh, before Christmas, which will be nice. And uh, yeah. you know, I, I guess at least with the restrictions in Auckland, it, it looks like golf and fishing are still allowed. So those are kind of the two things I, I like doing in my spare time anyway. <laughs> so uh, um, it probably won't make too much of a difference for me.
2: Yeah, nice. Hey, mate, just, I know you probably haven't thought about next year, but, you know, you're coming into the end of the season, you want to have a break away from the game, and, and have you kind of had a little, you know, look look forward to the future, what that looks like for you and what that holds?
6: Yeah, I mean, we've had sort of a draft schedule come out, so the start of next year, um, and it looks like we're going to have maybe seven in a row to start the year. Next year, from early January, so um, I'll be uh, I'll probably be heading away. I'll have a couple of months at home, um, and then yeah, head away early January probably for for six to eight weeks, depending on on you know when the schedule comes out properly. Um, and then it, it's looking like there'll be a decent amount of time at home after that. Um, you know, potentially not too many events in uh in what well, on the European tour in March and April and then we'll be back into it again in May. So, um, you know, the tour is I guess still having issues with the schedule. Um, you know, obviously governments still have restrictions and it's a little bit harder than it uh is normally in that sense to to plan ahead. But um you know, I think they've at least got the first quarter of next year basically sorted and um, you know, it's looking like it's gonna be a bit closer to normal next year for us. So, you know, it'll be nice to spend some time at home, but, you know, we'll spend a bit of time prepping for the start of next season and, um, you know, would like to get off to, you know, a bit of a flyer and not, not have to do what I did this year where it felt like I was playing catch-up both on the money list and, both, and, and trying to play as many events as I could later in the year. Yeah.
2: Uh, you want to hit the ground running, mate. So that cancels out my next question, but I'd love to see it. When will we ever, when will we see... Ryan Fox playing at the New Zealand Open on our home shores potentially is you got is that in the future for you or is that just you just can't happen with the current calendar
6: it looks like I think with the dates at the moment I can't be 100% certain but it looks like I will be back um to be able to play at the New Zealand Open I mean, I haven't missed one since I've turned pro which is nice um and I, I certainly don't want to I don't want to do that i mean if it clashed with a major or a wgc i was in that would be a tough decision yeah. but um you know it looks like we're going to be pretty light uh towards the end of march next year so you know hopefully there's no clash there and i'll, I'll be i'll do everything i can to be back it's you know queenstown is such a fantastic place and um you know it's my you know other than a major championship the new zealand opens my favorite event of the year and certainly one i want to yes. you know get get a w in one day and get my name on that
2: Brodie Breeze trophy Yeah nice mate, I remember last time you were at the WGC and then you had to whip home back to New Zealand to make the last New Zealand Open, it's been a few years since we've had the tournament here but it is a wonderful event down there in Queenstown mate, hey Foxy, we really appreciate your time man and we're, we're proud of you we love seeing you in the running to get the championship over the weekend and good luck in this next event and we look forward to seeing you when you get home with the family mate, welcome home Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Awesome. There you go, Ryan Fox. Do you reckon? Do you reckon, blo- do you reckon the bloke?
0: Do you reckon the bloke caught a fish? I don't
2: know. I don't know. What do, what do they catch in Spain? <laughs> These are probably what questions you should have asked Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, I don't uh, know. Yeah, he loves fishing. eh? he loves yeah. it. I, I was lucky enough to play as um. Fox Tracker golf event, golf and fishing event a couple yeah. of years ago. And uh, it was awesome, mate. He just, like, golfs on the back burner when it's summertime. He's out there on his on his boat, mate. He's got all his balaclava on, all his fishing gear, catching fish. Loves it, man. He's so passionate about it. It's awesome. It's I, awesome. I say
0: it every single time we speak to uh, Ryan. It's like, he must just be the quintessential Kiwi bloke. Golf. Uh, loves a beer, loves fishing, loves footy. He's just the ultimate bro, and um, yeah, twenty three bucks this weekend. And he's right. The field is the field has been hollowed out a little bit. So Andrew Johnston's the seventeen dollar favorite. Thomas Peters obviously can play. Uh, Martin Keimer's in there. Uh, Wilco Nienenberg. Uh So there is, you know, it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's the strongest European Tour field. Is is exactly what Foxy said. So Get on,
2: bro. That's a good bet, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think hey, so. Twenty
2: three bucks.
0: Yeah. A big resort golf course. That he can just bomb apart. Yeah, love it. You know, you know where we're going for our Thursday showdown. <laughs> yeah, let's multi it into Coolside Mav and just take them broke. <laughs> no. <know? laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Speaking of the showdown, our man, Pauli Moate the party. He can't be far away. Spanish mackerel. Mackerel in Spain, lads. That's from Damo. Good boys. I've come through straight away. That's what you get in uh, in Spain. Double eight, double three. I love it. You guys, nev- nothing ever gets past you, eh? They nah. <laughs> everything. Spanish mackerel. I wonder, is it
2: tasty? Tasty? Yeah, okay.
0: We'll do some. I'll do some. Doctor Google.
2: We all love a Doctor Google. That's how you find out all your information, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely is. And from Matt, how good is Foxy? I covered golf for years, and hearing him talk about the New Zealand Open is so different from Cambo, Danny Lee, and even Lydia Ko and others. Legend, Matt, you're right, Matt. He just, he just truly loves New Zealand. It is the biggest tournament for him outside the majors, and you can hear it in his voice. He's so desperate to come home, and and that's what I mean. He's a great New Zealander. And it's 19 minutes past eight o'clock. Paul Muaté won't be far away from the TAB. We'll find out what's going on in his neck of the woods. He keeps sending us messages, though. Double eight, double three. Foxy, where does he stack up in kind of your favourite Kiwi athletes? For me, he goes right up there. He's always a good conversation, and he does love our country. So we'd love to hear from you on double eight, double three. It's 19 minutes past eight o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past 8 o'clock now Uh, Great Wednesday, Tuesday morning Jeez, Wednesday, that'd be nice That would mean that the markets are opening today And we could have a pump this weekend Um, Boys, Spanish mackerel is wahoo in the islands Izzy, you reckon you're a fisherman? You reckon you're a salmon salmon farmer? Is that what you call yourself? Um, Yeah yeah.
2: Salmon <laughs> mate. They're in the Waimakariri River, they're in the Rakaia down here, mate, they're everywhere. But they're, I don't know what they look like. I haven't caught one for since twenty seventeen. So there you and, go. That's and amazing. Daisy how, actually caught that how one good anyway. At fishing I. Oh, I know, mate, I know. But these are these are good fish, mate. They are easily filleted and excellent eating, baked, boiled, steamed, smoked. Spanish mackerel, they have omega three fatty acids, mate. So there you go. I've never caught a Wahoo. I've never really I've never been fishing in the islands, so I've seen photos of them and Boat and Barrett, Barrett loves it, doesn't he? Eat. Yeah, he goes over to uh, Fiji. and They've got a batch over there, a house, a
0: batch, mate. Batch must, and batch. Must be and, nice. Um,
2: go <laughs> must be nice and go fishing out on there and they catch tuna and everything, mate. So look, yeah, there you go.
0: All right, maybe we'll be able to get Bodie on the show under the guise of talking fishing. Um, maybe that's the way to, to get the superstar, the Tudor. Is it Tudor or what's he? Um, okay, Rob Rolex from somewhere. He's probably playing the same resort golf course Foxy is. That kind of sounds, that's <laughs> kind of how they roll, isn't it, those boys? Thanks for your text, though, about the fishing. Hey, Paul Mawate is on the line. Uh, TAB.co.nz is everywhere. You need to go and have a look at all your markets. Pool. There's plenty to get into this week, so we've got about four minutes with you. Cox Plate as a race, where does it stack up for you on one you love to punt into?
5: Uh, I always like punting at the Valley because uh, it's just a, it's a crazy place. Um, I, I, I love the atmosphere there. Haven't made it to a, a Cox Plate live yet, but that is one to, that I need to tick off the old bucket list. I'm glad you mentioned it because I'm just having a look at the futures market that we have on the Cox Plate uh, at the moment. And, of course, Zaki, uh, the favourite there, and a significant liability on Zaki. Now $2.80. Uh, just in behind on the second line of bidding, Animo at $4. Uh, and then if we have a look at the Kiwi uh, challenges, uh, very elegant, $8, another significant liability there. Uh, probably I think probably Biel, she was around nine dollars uh, two or three days ago, has drifted out to eleven dollars. that that just looks a wee bit juicy for mine. three dollars for a top three finish. Um, that certainly has me interested. And of course, Corsign Mav, uh, who won the first two legs of uh, the Hawks Bay Triple Crown, uh, was around one hundred and one dollars not too long ago, now into twenty six dollars, and we did take uh, a few bets at one hundred and one on Corsine Mav to win the Cox plate. So, there's plenty of Kiwi interest in the race. Of course, we've got the wonder horse Darkie, who got uh, tripped up by Probabil and mm. the Mighty Power. So there's there's still a there's still a few things to happen here. Um, I don't know where you guys are looking.
0: Um. Well, yeah, it's a it's an interesting market. So Probabil, well, I reckon the reason that uh, Thad and and Stephen and the lads have kind of drifted that a little bit is because she is a chance to not run. Um, if the track comes up, anything wet, they just won't bother. They'll go to the Empire Rose with her, or even then, maybe the next weekend. Incentivizing the market at $7 seems interesting when Moody is definitely not running that. That won't back up. So I, I think the value here, just looking at these futures, would probably be more or very elegant. Mawonga um, at $21, but Very Elegant at $8. You, you suspect when the field, when they actually, and the barriers will be drawn at 8.30 this morning, so 10.30 New Zealand time, they do the breakfast of the champions. When the barriers are drawn, if Very Elegant gets a gate, or actually doesn't matter, when the final field is out, I assume she would be shorter than $8, wouldn't you, Paul?
5: I would have thought so, if she, yeah. Uh, if she gets a gate, definitely. Just having a look at a number of the bets on her, the largest single bet on very elegant in that futures market thousand dollars at sevens and then we've got another a number of five hundred dollar bets uh, at around the eight dollar mark there is also a two thousand dollar multi on very elegant mm. to win the cops plate at eight dollars into a tissue to win the Golden Eagle at $18.
0: <laughs> is he? Is, is it from a hoker? Is it from at the pool house?
5: <laughs> That's to, to return, uh, what is it, around 288000
2: Oh, wow. I know exactly who that will be. I know exactly where. Is that coming out of Auckland?
5: Hi, I, I've got no GPS on that <laughs> bit, I'm afraid, boys.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a great... I just actually texted my mate. So Tissue races next Saturday. Next Saturday in the Golden Eagle. It's paying 18 bucks. Look, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm not even going to talk about it, but I'll have a wee bit. I'll have a wee <laughs> go on the Tissue. Don't worry about it. But I'm going very elegant in the Cox play. I think 8 bucks is good money. Yeah. And you're right. I think if it draws well, it's going to go down. So I've gone very elegant into Ryan Fox. Paying a hundred and eighty-four dollars, hundred bucks, get you eighteen grand. There you go.
0: How good's that? Ryan
2: Fox, outright is, winner. Is there, you a, heard it here first. is
0: there a maximum on odds pool we're allowed to have in the showdown? So <laughs> there Because you know,
5: if there was, I'm sure you guys would hit it. No worries at all.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I reckon you'd just do the early payout like the, the uh, Australian tab did on Zaki. You'd just bin the comps Say, oh, good, good effort, guys." We breakfast boys ruined it for everyone. Very elegant to Foxy. Is <laughs> he had his way again? All right, Paul. Um, there'll be plenty of. There's American sport today. You've got frenzies on that, and then racing later this week. Is that about right?
5: Yeah, that's right. We've got a bonus back promotion on the Tennessee Titans Buffalo Bills match, which kicks off around quarter past one this afternoon. Also. Uh, the mega multi-buster for football has been very, very popular. Of course, we've got a whole lot of UEFA Champions League matches coming up this week. So plenty of football for uh, punters to get their teeth stuck into. Um, and, well, good luck to all the Kiwi connections and the Cox Plate this weekend.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about it every day. It's uh, well, my favourite race. I went and saw Winks do her four-peat in the, uh, 2017, 18, and it was just it was one of the most incredible sporting events I've ever been to, and we'll talk about that later on this week. It is half past eight o'clock. Right now it's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Can't believe somebody's actually had, or I can believe it, two grand on very elegant into a tissue when the Cox fight in the Golden Eagle to win 280 grand or whatever it is. That is huge energy um, coming out of Auckland, New Zealand. It is 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Let's smash out a couple of headlines, Izzy. He over in the Premier League, Arsenal are leading Crystal Palace 1-0. They're 35 minutes through their game. Uh, Yang got them underway in the ninth minute this morning. That is the last game this round before we continue on. We've got Champions League football as well in the coming days. Young Warriors superstar, Reese Walsh, well, he escaped conviction. Um, he has been placed on a good behaviour bond. He went to court yesterday. He was looking very dapper in his Ralph Lauren and um, came out and spoke to press afterwards and, yeah, again, said he was very sorry. He's taken this very seriously. He's been to drug and alcohol counselling. And it's good to see the Warriors really leading the way and front-footing this one. And over in the UAE, where our good friend Baz McCullum is enjoying some feet up, R&R time with FLEMO um, by the pool playing golf Well, the Black Caps are actually going to work. They started their warm-up series, and and they played against Australia. They lost on the second-to-last ball. Look, it was a a very good-spirited game. It was very nice and happy. And I guess the qualifiers are where it's really going down. So Ireland are playing in qualifiers. Um, They bet the Netherlands. We had Namibia. They were playing Sri Lanka. Bangladesh yesterday, well, they got rolled by... Who did they get rolled by off the top of my head? I can't. Scotland. It It was Scotland. That's right. So it's always quite entertaining watching these qualifiers, and of course, Izzy. We've got all of the New Zealand at the Black Caps games here live with Dan McCarty and Grant Elliott on SENZ. How great is that going to be? And we couldn't be doing it without Razine. They are New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years, and they love cricket. So I'm not surprised to see that they're supporting Grant, Daniel, SENZ to bring you some great coverage of that. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome tournament.
2: It's got to be a great tournament. I can't wait, mate can't wait and I actually I can't wait to hear Smilly later on the show we asked him for our temp sleep on it about the you know what he thinks about the New Zealand side leading into this tournament we're going with so much confidence now you know past tournaments we've kind of gone as haven't really been spoken about so we've flown under the radar now we are leading in the cricket world stage yeah won the WTC uh world champion test championship We've done really well in games around the world. You know, our players have been performing on the big stage in the IPL. So heading into this competition, you know, people will be wary of us. Whether we can transpire that or transition that to the to the pitch with that pressure on us now, knowing that we are one of the leading nations, it's going to be interesting to watch and see if we can can do. It. I'm looking forward to watching Devon Conway, um, yes. actually, Louis. Devon Conway on the big stage, um, so good in New Zealand. Run uh, machine, been able to bat here. Run machine scoring tests in all formats. He's uh, averages over fifty runs a match. So I'll be looking at his form over on the big stage and seeing if he can put that out uh, when the when the pressure's on. So what, looking forward to it, mate. Can't wait.
0: I can't wait for to find some markets for top run scorer for the tournament. And um, mm. who are you thinking, Devin Conway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see, if he can handle, if he can handle the um, the conditions, because obviously the people that have been playing uh, IPL actually Kane wouldn't be a bad bet as well. Like those guys that have been playing the mm. IPL would have the advantage, but Devon Conway he just is so consistent. It's kind of spooky how consistent he is. It's like not a small sample size we have now, and you made the point. Over 50, nearly 60 in all formats. All right, is after this, we're going to catch up with Noel Green, who works for the Warriors in a support staff role. He does their um, performance analysis. He's been stuck over in Australia, couldn't come home, and we've heard about this. We've heard about support staff for different codes in different sport. Well, Noel's a good man. He loves his racing, loves his sport. So I thought we'd catch up with him. He's getting up bright and early up there in Queensland. So 5.30, 40 in the morning to choose and tune in to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. He's uh, committed to the cause. So we're going to catch up with Noel, who's with the Warriors, up after this on Bears and Izzy
1: for breakfast.
3: Enjoy spring with Claritine hay fever and allergy relief at Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now $26.99.
1: You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ.
0: And I just had my McCafe coffee delivered for the morning, so I am up and about. With these last 17 minutes, we could go anywhere. 0800 150 811. You can call through and get in touch with Izzy and me before the end of the show on the Kennards Higher phone line. But right now, well, we often is hear about stories of athletes who have been trapped outside New Zealand with no managed isolation rooms available. And as they will point out quite often, it's not just them. Support staff from many different teams have had to navigate the same challenges. One team in particular who have sacrificed plenty has been the Warriors, and they've been based in Australia for, what, probably the better part of 18 months now, continuing their involvement in the NRL, making sure that competition can stay afloat. So now they've got a new home for the meantime at Redcliffe and it's a home their staff are getting familiar with over the off-season. Noel Green is the Warriors Head of Performance Analysis. He's a good man. He's, well, maybe more importantly than Head of uh, Performance Analysis at the Warriors, which is a very fancy title that I'm sceptical he might have just made up. He is a uni blue AFL player. (laughs) Morning, Noelsy. Morning,
4: Morning, Louie.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for doing your service for the Warriors over there. How is the Warriors kingdom, bro?
4: Um, oh, look, it's been a long year, we, um, we, we came out on the 3rd of January, hoping to possibly be home at the end of March, um, you know, playing, playing again at Mount Smart, but it's almost November, we're, we're still here and we're, we're, we're going again, so, yeah, exciting times.
2: Now, how's that been for you? How's that like, let's be honest, like, we, we hear a lot about athletes, um, struggling, the you know, the, the struggles they're going through and everyone forgets about the people that are behind the scenes like yourself and without you they wouldn't be able to do what they do. How are you doing bud? Um, no, I'm doing alright.
4: It's, it's definitely been tough being away from um, my partner and, and the family um, but yeah, ho- hopefully we can, um, you know, rolling into the pre-season we can, we can make a few developments on what we kind of started this year and uh, roll into next season with, um, you know, uh, um, get get a bit of get a bit of flow going and and get some wins on the board and yeah make make it all worth it.
0: Well, I'm sure, like you know, like you, the players would have spoken about it. You guys would have had big. Well, it's it's easy from the outside just to think about the players' sacrifices and like how many are there of you that aren't playing that are with the team constantly and. Do you guys, when you have open chats as a team and as a unit, as a, like as a club, does everybody get in and kind of share their experiences about how hard it is being away from home?
4: Yeah, definitely. we there's there's close to twenty staff here. Um,
0: you know, a lot of them,
4: a lot of them now are Australian, so they're they're from Australia. Um, but that, yeah, we've had a number of um, staff this year with wives and. Two, three, four kids back in New Zealand that you know they did last year as well. So they've essentially spent eighteen months away from home. Um, one of them, who's our um, kind of manager of the team, he still can't get a spot back in, in MIQ, so he's trying every week. A um, couple have been lucky enough to get a spot back in MIQ and and have, and have headed home. A uh, couple are in there at the moment. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, we'll talk about it talk about it often. It gets joked about a little bit, being stuck over here. But, um, yeah, everyone's going through different struggles.
2: Yeah, man, I can imagine. I can imagine. And so let's talk about your role, Warriors Head of Performance Analysis. What does that involve? It's a a great title. Give us a little (laughs) breakdown of what your role involves, mate. So um, essentially
4: I'm analysing the performance of our players, our team, our opposition through um video and statistics um i look at yep. sort of trends strengths and weaknesses and and performance um yep. and i more or less provide coaches with information and data to help them make coaching decisions um yep. basically pre-game during a game and, and post-game you know reviewing a game and then then they go again start again previewing the opposition and trying to pick them apart a little bit. Um, yeah, but that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it.
0: Well, we've had plenty of time during the off-season. You obviously haven't made it home yet, no, So, and this is coming from me, so my tongue is firmly in cheek here. You've been in Australia that long. Have you finally figured out that drop pump?
4: <laughs> I have. Yeah, we've been playing a bit of AFL. And playing a bit of beach volleyball as well. But, um, no, yeah, I, I have been working on it loose, so
2: when i when i get home i can i can show you when we get down to training at uni blues yeah nice when you get home mate that'll be 2024 with the <laughs> that's happening over here anyway we won't get started that, on that mate that um great. let's talk about the, the yeah let's talk about the warriors mate how's um going into next season nathan brown and and what's it looking for like next season are we going to get some Quality, quality league played by the players and and how they all coping with this
4: yeah that's that's kind of what what was highlighted in our review um you know we we, we need to work as a football staff unit or um around getting the best out of our players I think we've kind of only scratched the surface um, on what our you know playing group is capable of um, we saw glimpses of it this year but um yeah, consistency for us is massive and we talk about consistency day in, day out um, and preparation and everything we do off-field as well as on-field. So that's something moving forward that we're really going to um, be focusing on, particularly through the pre-season. Um, but yeah, we've got a couple of a couple of new signings as well, which, you know, once Sean Johnson. Hopefully he can bring a bit of um, leadership to the group, playing in the halves. And um, yeah, just it's kind of more or less... Rolling on from what we did last year And just just making improvements in certain areas
0: Yeah, consistency easier said than done And I know how much focus you guys have put on As a franchise for a long time now Around that seaward What are you doing in the off-season though, mate? Like you've obviously got a bit of time on your hand I'm sure you're doing a little bit of work here and there um, Are you doing your form? Are you watching racing? How are you keeping yourself busy?
4: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're relocating to Redcliffe in a couple of weeks So we've been up there a little bit um, kind of familiarising ourselves with the with the um, facilities. But, you know, I have been um, keeping my eye on the, on the horses. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the last few weeks I've been um, been following a few and, yeah, hopefully come
0: back if you want. You reckon really, you're a pro punter? You Be honest, you reckon you're a pro punter <laughs> these days?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like to think so. Yeah, I tell people I am. Oh. I go right. I've um, yeah. you know, got a multi. I've got a multi running at the moment, which um, I spent a few weeks kind of um, crafting.
0: Well, well, you know, what is it? Yeah, what is crafting
4: it? more or less. So it's just 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 horses. Six races, uh, six horses over six different races over three different weeks. So we're halfway through it. I've had three wins so far, all on the weekend. So there's three to go. Um,
2: Who you got in the cox? There's one of, in the cox plate?
4: Yeah, Zaki. I'm on Zaki.
2: <laughs> oh, you got Zaki after he she, he got Proper build.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I did, yeah.
0: He got proper build and we all got zaki Oh well, no. Yeah, so what do you man. let us let us know your your three horses and we'll, we'll whip them home. So you've got Zaki, who else do you have?
4: Yeah, Zaki on Saturday, but on Friday night at Mooney Valley, you got Lombardo to knock off the favourite um Paulili. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, paying $8 at the moment. Um, and then the following weekend, uh, I'm Thunderstruck and the
0: yeah, Golden good, Eagle. Good bet. Great yes. bet. Good horse. Great that's bet. A tissue you would not that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, yeah. man. Well, look, it sounds like you're keeping spirits high enough, Nolan. That's great, mate. Like, it is, it isn't easy for you guys. And, um, you know, it's not just the players, eh? It's it's always good to be mindful mm. that there's a big backing. And Izzy, you'd know that intimately of every camp and team you've been and you know the, the work that goes in. So it's great to catch up, mate, and good to hear that spirits are high yeah. and you're keeping busy.
2: I just want yeah, yeah, no, to say the on, on, on that, like the analysis side, like the guys that are in the back room, they do a lot of the work. A lot of the work, Louis, and uh, Noldy, and, and they never get the real credit that they deserve. So keep up the good work, mate, and hopefully that consistency can come with it. We're looking forward to next season. <laughs> no, thanks, Louis. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having
0: me. No worries. Here you go. Noel Green, who is the head of performance analysis with the Warriors, he's over there as well with all the players and um, the other support staff, doing good job. Loves his racing. Lombardo, he's got Zaki, and he's got I'm Thunderstruck to close off a nice juicy multi. So we're watching those keenly. And we'll also be very keen to hear Smithy, his take on the black caps and the T20 World Cup, coming up very shortly when we sleep on it with the Doyen here on SCNZ.